Friday Nightmares One Night Stand. I am your host, Mr. Smoke Show Crawford, King of the Ring, the sexy man in the squared circle, ready to rip his clothes off because I got some sexy guests with me tonight. With me, as always, is... I'll take my introduction at the end, but for those of you who listen, it is Heather Powell, but I have a very special wrestling name for this podcast but we have with us probably the two kings of wrestling coming to us today and he's known as big dong (laughs) rob humphreys from slasher radio and this whore life and he's gonna knock you out with his huge fucking cock tonight rob hi Uh, i didn't know this was a family show (laughs) oh it is it absolutely is for tim's family who we're gonna introduce shortly they can listen to whatever they want (laughs) And do whatever they want. Yeah, yeah. And and speaking, we have the fucking thunder down under. You seen that Vegas show? I got something that's even fucking hotter for you. It's Tim Davis from Horror for Dummies and Wrestling for Dummies, who I refuse to go on that show because this show is superior by its own nature. What's going on, Tim? Wow. All right, that, that's a really nice introduction. But if 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 I may, I um I wouldn't mind just giving myself a little introduction if that's all right with you. You absolutely quickly. can. I just wanted to tell you you were thunder down under. Thank you. I'm glad. Um, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, I am here coming to you from Wrestling for Dummies, which you can find on any podcasting stream right now. I am the reigning, defending. <laughs> undisputed wrestling for dummies champion tim davis ladies and gentlemen you are welcome and you can't teach that holy (laughs) shit holy shit holy shit holy shit (laughs) and i am heather powell also known as that bitch from the Friday Nightmares podcast. Originally, so I'm drinking red wine tonight. I was going to use my horror for dummy makeshift glass that I made. Considering your like trademarks are soon going to be copyrighted and <laughs> you're not going to be able to sell anything. But instead I used my, I'm not always a bitch. Just kidding. Go fuck yourself. On behalf of the nickname that you have given me, Tim, uh, that I feel like I should just rock. Like, do you think, okay, if we were all wrestlers, 
Do you would you be a heel or a face? Uh heel for sure. Heel? What about yeah, you, Rob? I'm, I'm, a, I'm a cunt. You're a cunt. You're so actually, you know why? Because you're so nice as a person, you probably would play a really good heel. Um, ask my wife that, but yes. <laughs> why were you, were you a cunt to her today? Were you like no dick for you? <laughs> well, that's that's why she's not here. She's locked in the cupboard. <laughs> you know what? Women just need to know their place, right, Rob? Just like that movie, uh, Shut It, right? As long as she's getting some cleaning done in there, it's fine. <laughs> Rob, Rob loves it when I tell him that I'm cleaning my house and I send him videos of me making sandwiches. It really, <laughs> really gets him going. What about you, Rob? Would you be a face or a heel? I think I would be a a, fa- or a heel, but I would mm. think that I was a face. Oh, okay. You know, okay. I would be yeah, like yeah. that, like Cody so you... Rhodes in his last mm. bit in AEW, where he <laughs> yeah. was he yeah. thought he was a face, but everyone hated him. That would be me. Mm. That's fair. That's fair. What about you, Scotty? I think I would be a face. Uh, like I would, I would be like kind of like a face, like Dan Housen, just really just goofy. <laughs> <laughs> well, who's supposed to be turning evil? Like I'm hoping evil, that's right? what the that's what the hints are leading to. I'm assuming bring always... back old old heel Housen. Right. When I was younger, I wanted to be a face because I looked up to like Miss Elizabeth. Right. Like that was my my woman at the time when I was a young wrestling fan. But now I don't know, like I'm kind of angry. I am woke and I hate woke and I love being woke at all at the same time, right, Tim? And I am that bitch from Friday Nightmares that is looking to take down wrestling for dummies. So um, I, I don't know. I think I just get booed. I think, no, you know what would be worse? I wouldn't even be booed. The crowd would be like stone silent when I came out. It would be like, I don't know, what's a match that had no reaction? You guys were saying uh, when you watched AEW. Oh, yeah, would be Tony like, Storm and Jamie Hayter. That was dead. Well, there was like, nobody there, as you were saying, right? I know. It turns out, <laughs> yeah, there was no one in the building, but I had never heard a wrestling show that quiet. Which proves Tim's nuts. point. Like it, right. it was, it's sad to the point where MJF had to go and like raise his hands and get the crowd ramped up when he's out there doing his fucking promo. Yeah, it sounds like a WWE house show that I've been to before. Some of them are pretty fucking snoozers, but you expect that from a house show, not from a yeah. television show, right? But we'll go around and we'll do a brief little introduction. So we have a couple of subtopics only to keep us on track. Like it's not <laughs> just so we didn't go on some tangents about CM Punk or I can't how imagine. Much- this group would get off track no no no, we're all super (laughs) super fucking professional like tim's kind of like said it now that he's a solo cast his own partner doesn't even want to work with him anymore (laughs) so (laughs) the only way you mean the brains behind the show doesn't want to work with him anymore he still writes it he just (laughs) wow poor tim tim just know that you and i are actually friends off this we're just heels on air we're friends in real life i appreciate that i love you see (laughs) <laughs> see tim i would turn my back on scott and help tim in the wrestling match like i would hit yeah, scott with a chair then i'd make out with tim in the ring just for an excuse to make out with tim um i love this i know <laughs> tim and i are destined to be if shit doesn't work out with his wife i'm moving to australia i'll take on his three kids and punch and seagulls i'm sure we'll have a great time and then, then me and rob will make love in the corner <laughs> absolutely <laughs> Rob's busy. He's got a lot of young ladies that he needs to court. Okay, <laughs> including Rob's, me. Rob's including me. Hello, <laughs> Scott. So I guess we'll start with you, Tim. Um, you know, you have an, an awesome podcast. As much as we joke, I'm so happy you started it. I love listening to you, even if I don't agree with you and you make me really angry. I still love listening to it. Can you tell us your history with professional wrestling and go back as like far as you feel comfortable or whatever you want to share? Okay. Uh, firstly, thank you. Thank you for giving some praise to the little shit that I do. Um, 
my I remember the I don't remember the exactly the exact match that I saw when I first started watching wrestling, but I was at a friend's birthday party and the birthday boy disappeared for a while and I went to go find him and he was sitting watching wrestling. And at the time it was WCW, I believe it was WCW Nitro. And I'm like, what is this? I knew nothing about wrestling before this. This was probably about 1997 around that time and out came a guy named bill goldberg and he's like oh this is wrestling and i saw bill goldberg it was one of his 1997s just when he when he started so he was still doing the squash matches the the streak was probably not even started yet but he was still just squashing people and i remember just watching goldberg just looking at him seeing his size seeing his abilities and everything like that and falling in love with it and ever since then I've just been infatuated with wrestling. Um, I was always a WCW boy. I, I I thought I always thought that if you watched WWE, you were poison. You were you were the enemy. You know, you were lame. You only like to yeah, wrestling. I, I had friends who used to watch both, and I'm like, why are you watching WWF at the time? And they're like, oh, it's pretty much the same. Like, oh, do they have like tables being smashed? He's like, yeah. I knew nothing about WWF. I thought it was basically like UFC compared to WWE. Um, and then when WCW went under, um, I obviously wanted to see, keep watching. So joined WWE and then just continued watching until WWE pissed me off and mm-hmm. AEW came into town. And I was I was late to, ta- to AEW because I didn't really know how to watch AEW here in Australia. Yeah. Um, yeah. Until I researched it and found out it's actually really easy and then when i started watching AEW, that was just like just reinvigorated my love for wrestling because they were doing crazy stuff over there um all these all these big names jumping ship and unfortunately AEW has uh not been as great as when i first started it but we'll get into that but yeah that's basically my journey i, I started watching in 1997 and i haven't stopped until now that's really cool, Tim. Did you ever watch uh, Ring of Honor, TNA, New Japan, ECW, I, no, ECW, so, ECW? So ECW, all, all those other promotions that were really hard to find here yeah, in Australia. I can imagine they were tough. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Um. I mean, they're, they're airing ECW now. Yeah. So. Now it's made a comeback. Like old ECW, <laughs> like true ECW, like Paul Heyman shit. Not when Vince brought it and and made it. Yeah. Out, right. Yeah. It's really weird watching. Paul Heyman on ECW with his long hair and then watching WWE. I'm like, wait, how come this is today? And, you know, but anyway, um, yeah, I could never find Ring of Honor. I could never find Impact. I read up about Impact because of the star power it had at the time. But yeah, I never really watched it. I was more strictly WWE. I get that. So. It's what you can find, right? Like that's yeah, kind exactly. of sometimes as a wrestling fan, what you have access to, right? Exactly. So. Yeah. Now, Rob, I know you're a couple years older than us, like one or two. Yeah, so you bit. might have, you might have a longer history with wrestling, but would you like to share your history? Yeah, not I don't I wouldn't say it's probably longer. Uh, and it's not all that different than Tim's. I was at a friend's mm-hmm. house and he was watching wrestling. Um, I go back years before Tim, um, because I saw Rowdy Roddy Piper smack Jimmy Snooka in the head with a coconut, and I was like, That's Oh, cool. I'm in. All right. <laughs> uh, and I watched uh wrestling. From that point on until about 1992 or so, um, I went to WrestleMania 8. And after that, I kind of, I just stopped watching. I don't know. I was like 16 years old. I found girls and I was done. Um, And it wasn't until really a handful of years ago, my son came home from school one day. I guess he would have been probably about 10 years old. It was probably about five years ago. 
And he was like, hey, can we watch wrestling? So I guess he'd heard some kids at school talking about it or whatever. He said, can we watch wrestling? I'm like, hell yeah, we can watch wrestling. <laughs> That's awesome. Um, and we started watching it. Now I think I'm into it more than he is. Like uh, AEW is really what kept me in it. When Once they started, I started watching AEW uh, pretty regularly. Uh, about the time he kind of lost interest in it. So in WWE, it's just not for me, really. I think if they were still the only game in town, I probably would have checked out when he did <laughs> legit and that's um, how a lot of people feel so yeah but uh you know we still have fun we went to we've been to all out two years in a row and that's that's a good time and um and stuff like that like he he still kind of watches but not not really um and i i watch dynamite every week now that's pretty much my history with it uh you i know, missed I... a lot of stuff that people talk about though mm. like i missed all the monday night war stuff i missed all Aww. the attitude era stuff like i just wasn't this wasn't a thing for me oh man there was a lot of tits you would have liked that shit uh, there was yeah, like I'm... bro I'm handy matches out the fucking ass <laughs> i got the, <laughs> the network on to go back and check it out you will like there's yeah. a lot of boobies yeah. I, you Rob... know i i would have sorry sorry tim go ahead you're right no sorry rob you can go back and watch i mean i'm i'm going back and watching wcw again from 1997 yeah. i started doing that because wwe was just annoying me and i ha- i wasn't watching AEW at the time so i thought fuck it i'm going back in the glory days just to just to watch something and yeah. i haven't stopped watching wcw um i'm just going back to i'm going back to nine i started at 96 i'm now in 97 and i'm just going back and watching it it's still really cool so you can do that and that yeah. was the prime time too right those were oh. great years and yeah. i thought about doing years. that yeah. you know um but then i always remember what bret hart says about bill goldberg and i'm like yeah <laughs> i don't want to watch him and this is an area where tim is 100 percent right i love bret hart but i was like holy fuck tim's right this guy brings him up anytime he gets a chance to it is yeah. it's holy gotten shit. to the point now to where i just find it absolutely hilarious like he yeah. will not pass up a chance to mention bill even when it doesn't have anything to do with goldberg Sometimes yeah. he'll spin it around just to bring it up. And like his brother died tragically in the ring. And I don't know if you guys have seen the dark side of the ring. That episode makes me angry. Yeah. Like, Owen Hart was asked to do and the equipment wasn't checked. Like there was problems. I'd be more pissed about that than I would be about Goldberg. But anyway, yeah. um, I was going to ask you, Rob, I would have assumed you would have been an ECW guy. I just feel like you're on the ball with stuff. You're kind of anti-pop culture that you would have been watching that shit. I'm shocked yeah, that you weren't, to be honest. I didn't even know it existed until yeah. I started watching again and I heard people talking about it. Just, yeah, uh, I, yeah, wasn't uh, wasn't on my radar anymore. I could have seen you loving fucking Sandman and going EC Dub and what the fuck. I could have seen you in those crowds. Yeah. It's a shame, yeah. Rob. We'll just have to go back in time and put you there. I'll have to go check it out. Right? And, yeah. It's on, you I'm might sure dig it. I'm sure all that's still available, and then although we don't have the network here in the states anymore, so oh, yeah, ended on Peacock. Yeah, oh. it's on Peacock, not Peacock. Yeah. Bought out it's WWE. Terrible. Network. Yeah. Quick question about that: with Peacock, does it have like everything that the network has? Like, does it have the ECW, the WCW, and all that? It's that's a good question because they said by the time it launched, they were hoping to have everything on there and available. But I don't yeah. think they did, and I don't know how far along they've gotten if they finally finished it or not. Because um, I've heard from other wrestling podcasters that they they dulled it down a lot. They took a lot out. Like I was they, watching, um, mm. I was watching Halloween Havoc from '97 last night, and and the Nitro before that, and they still had match, like Chris Benoit matches on yeah. it. Yeah. Mm. So. Yeah, NBC was going through and cutting a lot of stuff that they deemed inappropriate now, too. So, <laughs> so the entire attitude yeah, is now. Yeah. So, yeah, <laughs> a lot of that stuff was getting cut out. And uh, so who knows? Wow. 
So they had basically up to like 1987 and then they've just got everything. Uh, Scotty, what about you? What's your history? Uh, My history. Shit. Like, uh, I think everybody knows like through our podcast and through like the interview Tim did with me that my stepdad was a video distributor for like a company. And we always got all these VHSs he'd bring home with me or bring home. And we'd have this like huge, like movie library. And I didn't have cable at the time. So I knew nothing about wrestling, you know, being a young kid in the eighties. Then one day he brought home the VHS tape. I think I was probably like seven years old and he brought the VHS tape of WrestleMania three home. And I watched that and instantly fell in fucking love with wrestling was completely hooked. Like, watched for several years like just like whatever i could get a ha- my hands on a vhs or when i go to my grandma's house i'd watch there because she had cable and got to the point where i was buying all the wrestling action figures back in the day that didn't have movable arms they were just like freaking stiff and you could just, you would turn just their mash them sideways. together yes. and like yes. pretend that they were wrestling yeah. i remember those those were great yeah. they have those thick plastic giant figures and those things uh, are worth a fortune now but i know i so yeah. wish i still had them because i had like so i had probably a good 30 of them um, but yeah, I was a huge fan, like throughout the eighties, like watching what I could, like when I could. And then, you know, eventually those VHS tapes stopped coming to our house. So I kind of fell out through the beginning of the attitude era. Then I'd say it was around like late nineties, early two thousands working at the restaurant that I worked at us cooks would always finish up and we'd go sit at the bar at the restaurant, get some drinks. And we would always watch Monday Night Raw. And it was, I think, the tail end of the Attitude Era. Like, because I'm not sure when the eras, like, started changing or whatnot. But I know there was a lot of the uh, brawn panty matches still. And Rob Van Dam was around, but Stone Cold was not. Goldberg was, like, on the last little bit before he went. And uh, I watched that for probably about two years. Got so hooked into it. Was going to my buddy's house for pay-per-views. And we were betting on who was going to win each match and actually throwing down money and shit. And just smoking weed and drinking and having a great time with it. And then that once again faded away because I left that job and I lost access to any form of wrestling mm. until I met you, Heather. And then you started and then telling just me. Life got better. <laughs> right? You started telling me about AEW. Like I had been hearing about it. Well, actually, I should go back before I met you. I also listened to a lot of podcasts that covered Ring of Honor, New Japan, GCW. And I would catch some of those matches on YouTube because I was just kind of digging up because I once again had no way of watching them. So I would just kind of see what I could look up like through the podcast I listened to and just kind of watch some videos. And that's where I first learned about Danhausen and uh, the Briscoe brothers and all that shit and uh, about well Dean Ambrose and John Moxley because like yeah I mean it's like I knew him as John Moxley, but uh like get into that a little bit. And then, yeah, as soon as I met you, you told me about AEW, which I've been hearing a lot about through Facebook and all this stuff and finally found access to it. And now I have been like addicted to wrestling for the last fucking three years, like watching dynamite, any chance I get watching rampage every so often. Uh, now have a good buddy of mine that uh, hosts pay-per-view AEW events. So I always go to his place now to watch them on, watch them live. So and then, you know, listening to Tim's podcast with Wrestling for Dummies and just like getting hooked into that and like just kind of like theorizing, okay, who's going to win this match? All right, who's going to win this match? And just kind of really getting into the whole prediction stuff. And yeah, now I'm a, as MJF would say, I am a total fucking mark. <laughs> yes. Yes, you are. And there's nothing wrong with that. Uh, I'll give a quick, I started watching wrestling at four years old, four years old with my dad and I was hooked. 
Um, every pay-per-view, my parents would either take me to a bar, which probably was a questionable decision because I didn't see a bar fight breakout where two guys broke pool sticks over top of each nice. other, which was real wrestling. <laughs> um, and then I would also watch pay-per-views at my parents' friend's house. And when Hulk Hogan retired, Rob, I'm sure you remember this. I fucking cried. Like I bawled like crazy because I thought he was done. Then I realized in wrestling, there's no such thing as really retirement. <laughs> they yeah. always come back. Yeah. Um, so I've saw, I'd probably been to over 30 pay-per-view, no, 30 live wrestling events, at least close to six or seven pay-per-views. Um, obviously, we used to have a lot of them come up for WWE to Toronto. Unforgiven was probably the biggest one I went to, which is where Edge and John Cena faced each other. And I thought John Cena was going to get beat up because even though Edge was a heel, when he came up, that fucking arena exploded when he came out. People just, hometown boy, right? Like, mm -hmm. it was it was electric. Um, I watched WCW as well, Tim. I always, and I, and I agree, there was like this war between which one was better. It's like, you couldn't like both. Oh, and definitely. I think it, right? And I think at the time I sided with WWE because I think it was a little more, I'm going to say female friendly in the sense that it was brighter, it wasn't as dingy. Uh, but now I have a real much more love and appreciation for WCW, especially with NWO and the creation of that. Yeah. Um, I've read a lot of books. Eric Bischoff, I think, is a brilliant, brilliant mind in wrestling. I love his book. Um, you know, <laughs> Rob's not a fan and I respect, but I do enjoy what he had to say about the industry in his book. I've read World Wrestling Insanity for anyone who wants to read behind the lines and shit that happened backstage. It's some pretty like interesting shit. I listened to a couple of different podcasts, Chris Jericho's podcast. Um, Eric Bischoff's podcast as well, just to get like a, a better idea. But yeah, I, when I was in grade three, I used to bring a wrestling magazine every day for show and tell anytime it was my turn. So I won <laughs> wrestling fan of the year in grade three. So <laughs> I've been on and off fans. I found AEW a couple of years ago, but similar to you, Rob, and similar to you, Tim, I've gone in and out with WWE. I find sometimes they're just awesome. They're fire. And then just other times I get bored. Um, I do like Ring of Honor, always been a fan. I know Rob is not. I did like TNA for a period of time. I really love Eric Young, local boy. Shouts out to Eric Young. Um, but, you know, everything has its peaks and valleys and same with AEW, but we'll get into it more. So we're all kind of coming from a different area. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah, there was one thing I actually forgot to mention too, like actually in between all the, the time before I, the time before Heather and the time of WDBE when I stopped. I actually got into a lot of backyard wrestling because of ICP. Yeah, that's cool. <laughs> so and a lot of that deathmatch shit. Yeah. Like, like I've only on. recently started watching some of that stuff from Dark Side of the Ring. Ooh. Yeah, like, I was also in backyard wrestling. Oh, yeah, you were a wrestler, right, Tim? You right. did wrestling. Yeah, so I actually trained wrestling. That's cool. Yeah. That's really cool. Yeah. I was shocked when I heard that. I'm like, holy shit, that's amazing. <laughs> yeah, you're way cooler than us and so much hotter. Isn't Tim looking hot tonight? <laughs> Honestly, I can't, I'm like kind of nervous looking at him. Thank God he's on the other side of the ocean. I mean, my, my Scott Crawford <laughs> cool. is standing at full. Oh, fuck, so is mine. Honestly. <laughs> Show Honestly. <me. laughs> that's later, Tim. That's on my OnlyFans. <laughs> I need to pay that so I can have the WD afford the AEW pay per views. So oh my it's god, fucking expensive. Anyway, what's we'll it for you guys? Just quickly, it's fifty for us in Canada, fifty dollars. Yeah, what? and it's yeah, fifty dollars here in America, yeah. which is like three thousand dollars in Canada. So. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> like Rob's it's only, right, it's only it's only thirty dollars for us. <laughs> Holy shit, really? Well, yeah. Aussie cunts, that's why. But what's the exchange exchange? I don't <laughs> the, know the what the Australian rate, money's worth. Like, no, the Aussie dollar. dollar is worth less than the Canadian dollar. Oh. So it's, it's no offense, Tim. Yeah. 
it's a lower dollar. I found this out because the Mozzies got married, I know, this summer, and I tried to give the Mozzie money. So I just, maybe oh. they don't have the same number. So they're trying to get maybe viewership up in Australia, right? So you maybe charge less, right? Smart. Probably, yeah. Yeah. Right after what's his face does his line of blow i can't remember his name Tony Khan. Tony Khan. Khan, yeah. yeah looking at them for 30 <laughs> laughing for 30 um so we have a couple of themes we're going to talk about we'll start with tim um and maybe we'll just do wwe first for this so what do you think tim are the three strengths and three areas of weaknesses or whatever for wwe as you see it oh okay the strengths of wwe um i think First and foremost, the the biggest strength that WWE has is the size of the company, the the money that it produces, the money it has coming in, uh, gives it a much bigger stage, much much bigger aesthetics, um, pyro, everything like that, um, compared to everything else. And this kind of coincides with my weaknesses as well. We'll get into that later. But I, I think how much bigger it is. I mean, if if you guys watched the Crown Jewel pay per view, that stage was fucking insane it was huge and back in the day like they used to have a different set for pay-per-views they don't do that anymore which is annoying but um just that alone it it made the events feel special you know um aw they do to a certain degree have different stages but not as much as wwe did back in the day now so you watch the pay-per-views. Are they still having one every month, Tim? Pretty much. Um, yeah. See, that's hard to make a different stage every month, right? <laughs> but, but they were. They, they, they were. were doing that. They were doing that back in the day. There was, yeah. there was a monthly pay-per-view. I mean, this month here in November, there's two. They had the Crown Jewel and they got Survivor Series, which is next week. Um, then December, they've got nothing. And then yeah. they're leading up to the Royal Rumble in January. So yes, they still do have it monthly. Um, compared to AEW's, what is it, quarterly? Like, yeah, yeah, I think quarterly. they do four-year, right? Yep. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Yeah, which is good for my wallet. Um, <laughs> yes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the next thing that I'm going to bring up, the strength of WWE, and this is a recent strength, and we can all argue about this, but the slow fix. We all know about Vince McMahon leaving, getting done and and going, which is something that no one thought was ever going to happen so oh, i thought he was going to die i thought he was gonna have like a heart think, attack on raw and die that's what i was pretty I, sure I think was we all, yeah we all yeah. thought of that it's crazy but as much as you guys will probably disagree with you and as much as other wrestling fans from other podcasters and other people that i interact with on the internet will disagree there has been a slow fix by triple h there are certain little things that are getting tweaked every week and I'm noticing in it and that's going to make the product so much better in the long run. Guarantee, I'm, I'm saying this right now, you watch in a year's time, the product will be so much better than what it was two years ago. I will put money down on that. Guaranteed. Aussie money? So, yeah. yeah. And I want to come to Australia in 2024 so I can use it then. Yeah, okay. All right. I'll, I'll do it. <laughs> uh, the third strength that I've got are the video packages. I think mm. WWE is second to none with their promos, their video packages. AEW is good, but when you go back to my favorite of all time, WrestleMania 17, where they had Lib Biscuit playing my way with the video package of that pay-per-view, it was fucking it, like goosebumps, goosebumps everywhere. So I, I think that WWE knows how to really edit their their shows so that's the strengths for me um do you want me to go into weaknesses yeah and so like those are great strengths by the way i agree with all of them but uh surprisingly but yeah i want to hear about your weaknesses weaknesses okay 
I think the biggest weakness that WWE has is the amount of content that they've got mm-hmm. weekly. Um, three hours of Raw is way too much. Mm-hmm. A lot of the three show hours? feels like... Feels, yeah, yeah, it's three hours. Wow. So yeah. Raw yeah. is three hours. Then they've got SmackDown, which is two hours. Then they've got NXT, which I'm not too sure. I think it's an hour. Yeah, I think, it, I think you're right. Yeah, I think it's an hour. Um, so what's that? That's six hours a week. And then if you have a pay-per-view, pay-per-view is mm-hmm. usually three to four hours. So that is a lot of stuff that people need to watch in a week. Um, <clears throat> the, it's mainly the three hours of Raw. I find that a lot of the show is filler and a lot of it can be cut. Um, yeah, it's a weekly back. show that's the length of a pay-per-view. I mean, Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Go back to the days of two hour max, max. I, I think Dynamite's got it correct when they have two hours. I think that's a good runtime for a show. Um, second weakness is part-time superstars being in the main spotlight. Oh, fucking Every- preach it louder in the back for the people in the back, Tim. Honestly, this shit's gone on for years. I heard something the other day that blew my mind. Brock Lesnar, <clears throat> he had a matching crown jewel with Bobby Lashley um, earlier this month. That was the first time since 2015 that Brock Lesnar has not had a match for the world title. Wow. What's that? Seven years ago. So every match that Lesnar has had has been for a title, been pushed to the spotlight. Um, Bill Goldberg. If you're going to ask me who my favorite wrestler of all time is, I'm going to say it's Goldberg. It's I grew up loving the guy and you can disagree and say how bad he is of of a wrestler and performer, whatever. I don't care. Uh, I love the man, but he's another guy. <clears throat> Bring him in for special occasions. Don't put him for the title. It just makes the show look stupid because this guy's just coming out of the blue, having done nothing, and just straight into the number one cont- number one contender. Not only that, um, they put the title on him not long ago when he beat the Fiend. Yeah, yeah. that was, in Saudi and, Arabia. Yeah, like, what the hell are you doing? And they yeah. did it with Kevin Owens as well. Yeah, yeah, that was twice. Like. <sighs> Both times, like The Fiend and Kevin Owens are two guys that needed that push. And I hated that booking. I think everyone did. Um, well, and I but, think you said it perfectly. These are part-time guys. These aren't exactly. the dudes that are fucking slugging it. And now it's not like it was in the 80s when they traveled like a billion days out of the year and were never home. I get it. It's a better schedule now. It's more manageable. But like, I agree. And you got this young talent coming out. And I respect your love for Bill Goldberg. We all have our first loves, but dude should not be carrying the belt. Like it's just, it doesn't make sense for the upcoming wrestlers that are going to take over. Right. At this point, at this point in his career, Bill Goldberg is an attraction that will bring people out Mm -hmm. to see him wrestle. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And you need to use that to put younger talent over. And that doesn't necessarily mean you have to beat Goldberg every time, but put him in the ring with somebody who's young and, and make that match compelling enough to get them over, even if they don't go over. Yes. Exactly. Yes. hundred I mean, percent agree. Yeah. I mean, even though I teased you about CM Punk, I mean, look at that CM Punk Darby Allen match when CM Punk first came back around, you know, Darby lost, mm-hmm. but he made fucking Darby look so fucking good. I mean, Darby's already been great, but he made that match made it even look even better. That's because yeah. Punk is a team player. I will go on record saying this because I tease Rob a lot. CM Punk is a very talented wrestler. He's been around for a very long time. Whether I like his personality at times or not, I do respect what he's done. And I think that no one can take that away from him. And that was an example of where he can form. He can bring good out of other wrestlers if he likes them. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, my third weakness, and, and this is something that they are slowly changing, I've noticed. 
but this is more a complaint I had probably a year ago. Build more stars for mm. fuck's yes. sakes. Mm-hmm. They have these, they, WWE has the biggest roster to date, um, even with all the fucking budget cuts that they had, what, a, two years ago or a year ago. They're bringing all these stars back. Build them. Make Because honestly, you think about WWE right now, who's who's really in the spotlight? Roman Reigns. Yeah. Drew McIntyre, maybe, sometimes. Seth Bianca Rollins, Belair. sometimes. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. There's no Austin Theory, stars. how is that a thing? I'm sorry. <laughs> I watched Raw the other night, and I agree with you, Tim. How the fuck is this guy being pushed? Like, he's well, not horrible. Don't get me wrong. But, like, I'm like, really? Really? Austin Theory, Austin Theory is a funny one. I, and I see where you're coming from. A lot of people say the exact same thing. I hated his, his selfie gimmick that he was doing. Mm. It is creative. It's something new we haven't seen before. I do like that. But uh, this recent Raw, he came out looking like a madman. He has a new, a, sim- a different kind of look. He has a fuller beard, which makes him look better. He had no phone, which was great. No, he had a pretty fire promo. I'm not sure if you saw the promo. It was a little long in the tooth, but it wasn't bad. If you get a chance, go back and watch it on YouTube. It, it's a okay, little I'll... long, but it could. It was good. It was obviously making a change, right? I didn't even know he did a promo. I thought yeah, he, he, did, a, he did a pretty long promo. Um, um, okay. Yeah, you would probably appreciate it. All right, all right. But Austin Theory, and I'm, I'm going to... This might be controversial, but hear me out. Austin Theory could be the next Randy Orton, John Cena type. Go back in the days of when John Cena first showed up. Mm-hmm. He looked like shit. Flavor Flav? No real... Well, no, before that. Before that. <laughs> no, that's what he looked out. like with his like rap, like when he was like not cool. Remember his not yeah. cool rap? Yeah. <laughs> but no, before before he did the 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 oh, what's the fucking word? The the rap gimmick. He had a name, yeah. Dr. Thugonomics. Before oh, he yeah. did that shit, he came out just wearing fucking red trunks with no real gimmick at all. And that's kind of how I see Austin Theory right now. Yeah. He has no real gimmick. They're yet to find something for him. But when they do, I can see Austin Theory becoming one of the best stars in the company. I, I could be wrong. Controversial but- though, Tim. Like none of us would have predicted when we saw John Cena the first time, except when he had that nod with The Undertaker because yeah. and no and no disrespect to the undertaker but we all know that everyone kisses the ground the undertaker walks on which is fine he's a great wrestler well, and he deserves it but you know leader of the locker room right but when you see something like that in a backstage promo it's telling you right like it's telling yeah. you this kid is going to be pushed right so yeah but you, you wouldn't expect that like to hogan's level or, or austin's no. level so you never know right? yeah yeah but that's that's really the the three weaknesses. Um, if you asked, if we did this show probably two years ago, I would be here for hours listing weaknesses for so long because there were so many. But I'm I'm slowly seeing them change, and it's quite honestly all thanks to Vince being gone. Yeah. Thank fuck for that. Ding dong, the witch is dead. Yeah. Like, oh, to be man. honest with you, right? Like right, yeah. <laughs> He had well, his Rob, time in place. He did. And, you know, he also, like, yeah, anyway, we won't go into his business practices of how the WWE became the WWE and all the smaller territories he bought out. But anyway, that's for another day. But, Rob, what about you? What do you think the strengths and 
weaknesses of WWR? Um, all right. So I have uh, for strengths, uh, one right now at the top of the list for me is the excitement surrounding the company because of the leadership change. Um, the wrestling world has been on fire about how excited everyone is that Triple H is taking over for Vince McMahon. And, and, and with, you know, for reason, I mean, Triple H did a great job with NXT when it was the black and gold mm -hmm. brand and uh, Vince McMahon would constantly call up his stars and then completely bury them and ruin them. Vince was running the company into the ground through terrible booking decisions and constant rematches that made no sense. Um, so I think that's their, their by far and away right now, the company's biggest strength. How long that's going to last, I don't know. But uh, for right now, I think that that is, that is their biggest strength. The second one, is the fact that they're looked at as sort of the gold standard of professional wrestling. I mean, it's, mm -hmm. it's WWE, you know, um, they are, um, they're the biggest company around for a long time. They were like the only company around the only real player around. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, there's, there's a certain number of people who are, you know, younger people who are coming up in the business, um, younger talent who are going to want to go there just because that's what they dreamed of doing. Um, no one that's coming up right now dreamed of main eventing all out or full gear. True. But they all had to dream of main eventing WrestleMania. Yeah. So it's going to be easier for them to yep. pull talent. Um, yep. And the third one is just the sheer amount of money that the, and resources mm -hmm. that the company has. They're such a big company. And I know that AEW has the backing of uh, Tony Khan and his family has a lot of money. Um, but how much of that money are they going to be willing to commit to his wrestling company while, you know, a, a WWE just as a company has a ridiculous amount of resources and you're, money. You're 110% right, Rob. There is no yeah. competition when it comes to budget. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, I hear people say that all the time about how rich right. the Khan family is. And it's like, well, they're rich because they don't throw bad, good money after bad. And if that thing starts to go south. <laughs> well, you know. and that's why they're the successful number two. Impact at one time was very good. Abyss, Eric Young, there's some fucking players in Impact, but they never had the budget. Yeah. But that's why EW is a solid number two to WWE, yeah. right? But not WWE's number one because of so, the money. So um, those are the three real big strengths that I see for them at, the, at this point. As far as weaknesses go, um, they're a publicly traded company, mm. and I think that that is um, has sometimes bites them in the ass. I mean, you know, look, we it turned out okay, but we saw it with the Vince McMahon thing. You know, they're a publicly traded company, and there's all sorts of investigations and people getting involved in something that probably would have been it would have been a big scandal, but I don't know if it would have gone as far as it did. Um, they've got shareholders to please, which means they are going to make budget cuts from time to time and let go um, really talented, creative people just because they've got to meet the bottom line. Um, as far as a product goes, when I watch it, to me, it doesn't appeal to me because I find it too bright and too kid friendly. Mm. There's fucking LED boards in every goddamn <laughs> corner of the screen and there's lights upon lights upon lights all over the place it's just not the professional wrestling that i remember watching um you mentioned the dark and dingy wrestling uh heather that's what i grew up watching yeah that's that's what Same. you know so when i watch this it's it's like uh this whole huge production and even watching it on television they've got like those graphics that come out and uh, you know I mean, shit they even have like television screens alongside the ring apron yeah, now it's yeah. fucking weird yeah and you know riddle kicks his, his flip flops off and fucking birds come flapping around on my screen and stuff and i'm like <laughs> what the hell am i watching <laughs> i mean it's it's just too much and the the third thing that drives me nuts about them is kevin dunn the guy who handles their television stuff <laughs> 
be there 1,000 cuts per second of footage drives me insane. It's enough to make me seasick at times, the number of cuts that they put in. It's just constant. Like, just let the camera sit for a second before you cut to something else. It drives me absolute crazy. That's one of the main reasons I can't watch their shows. Um, one, I, the content isn't. I, I don't feel like WWE makes a show that's for me. I feel like it's it's more of a family and kid-friendly kind of show. It's almost like a cartoon show come to life. Um, so when I when I watch it, it's just not for me. And that's another thing that's not for me. Just constantly cut, 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 cut. It drives me insane. That's a good point, Rob. I never thought of the cutting, but after watching oh. Raw, I did sit through it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sit down and watch it and try to count the yeah. cuts. You'll lose count. There's no yeah. way to keep track. It's just nauseating sometimes. That's a valid point. Yeah, and I was saying, I guess for me, like most of what uh, I find appealing about like WWE, like a lot of like same with, uh, you know, the things I dislike about it. These are a lot of personal opinions here, but I do agree with a lot of what Tim and Rob said. You guys have pretty much taken most of my points, but like I do like like the for things I like, you know, once again, like they have money, they can bring in pretty much anybody they want. Um, they got the backing from pretty much any fucking production company out there. Like they, I mean, for crying out loud, they are doing promo shoots with like Chucky for the Chucky TV series and stuff Mm -hmm. like that. Like they are a big brand name. Like people Mm -hmm. know, like we've known W we known them back as WWF and we knew them as WWE and you could bring up wrestling to anybody in the world and everybody will know WWE. Mm -hmm. Now, even if you're not a wrestler, you know, WWE. And hell, you even know some of the wrestlers because of their brand recognition from being like just promoted so much. Like, I don't know how many fucking Austin 316 shirts I seen growing up and people didn't even know who the hell he was. But there's an Austin 316 shirt that person's wearing. It's like, yeah, that's how popular they are. Like, it is a brand that will never die. Like, even like I was kind of wondering how it was going to go after everything that happened with Vince. Like, I was like, is this the end of WWE? But of course not. No, like fucking but yeah, once again, Triple H taking over, I think it's a great thing. And then him putting uh Sean Michaels, what was uh what was his role in like booking or he's creative talent, isn't he? Creative it? talent, that's what it yeah, was. Yeah, yeah. Like putting Sean Michaels in creative talent, fucking brilliant move from Triple H. Like he's getting obviously like obviously he's getting his best friends to but Sean Michaels knows the business, book. right? Yeah, no matter Shawn how you Michael feel about Sean, he knows the business, right? Oh, hundred so. percent. And he was working on NXT forever and like helping these guys and practicing and all this stuff, like so like I, I I agree with Tim. I think in a year we will a year I would say a year or two we will see like a completely different WWE than what we're used to because Vince McMahon ran that to the ground and now Triple H is kind of just like polishing up the turd and trying to represent it and rebrand it and it's got that mass audience appeal and I know and I know Triple H knows what the hell he's doing so I know it's going to end up getting better and it just yeah. it's just going to happen and it's already as Tim said because I don't watch I'm trying to think last time I watched WWE I think I maybe watched like a little bit of Royal Rumble in 2020 just a little bit of it wow see mm-hmm. what it was like like I I once again just one of those I don't really have access to like um but because unfortunately, I did have access to it till fucking WWE Network got bought out by Peacock. That fucking Peacock. I did have that network, and I was going back and watching older shows, just trying to get caught up on a lot of the stuff I missed. I thought um, you liked the cock. Oh, you oh know no, I, oh, I, oh, I, I like I Peacock the... too. Yeah. Well, oh, they're talking to me. Okay. Oh, yeah. We, we already know too. you love the cock, Heather, and everybody knows I love the fucking cock. <laughs> 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 Gotti. But. 
Yeah, like you guys have pretty much said everything that like is really good about this because yeah, the money, the backing, Triple H, and yeah, you know, they are good at bringing up talent and getting them well known. Unfortunately, going along with that talent, like I don't think it's going to happen nearly as much anymore. But with those budget cuts, Vince McMahon was fucking getting rid of so much talent to mm-hmm. the point now where it's like every time. I'm going to, you know, reference wrestling for dummies here, but every time Tim, you talk about the next pay-per-view, it is the same people over and over and over and over again. It's like, it's gotten to the point where it's become way too predictable. Yeah. Like I can almost, I, as you can see with the predictions after these, like with a lot of the ones I do, like I've almost gotten like 80% to 90% correct a lot of the time. And I don't even watch the damn show. It's just from just knowing fucking WWE and knowing what they've done. Cause they've done it for so long, the exact same thing. And they need a shake up there somehow. They need to add more talent and actually bring up new talent and get more people involved. Mm-hmm. And yeah, then I'm also on, on agreements with Rob that it's, way too overproduced now it's just way too shiny and pristine and it's got way too much going on on the screen at once like i'm trying to watch wrestling and there's like all these moving pictures in the background and shit like that and it's just like i don't have adhd but i sure fucking feel like when i try to watch it like even just a little like because i tried watching uh the logan paul versus roman reigns match and i got to see bits and pieces of that and God, so much is going on and I'm like just trying to focus on the match and it was just constantly distracting me and it's just too much. And then, yeah, I like, I, but that got everything else. Like, yeah, like I, I am more definitely like, I am definitely the AEW mark here. Cause I'm more the grittier, bloodier type stuff. But, oh, and there's blood in AEW. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> on there's occasion. Blood. It's like they're on their period 24 seven. <laughs> <laughs> Like I, I miss the old days of uh, because yeah, they are basically in that PG era with WWE mm-hmm. now, where it's just way too family friendly. Like they're afraid to show any like no tits, any blood. no they're, blood. Yeah, yeah. I'm saying they're almost uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Almost too cautious with their wrestlers now. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, thank you, Chris Benoit. You fuck. Yeah, I mean, um, yeah, thank you, and a lot of other wrestlers that have been serious injured in WWE rings. Like right. I know Chris Benoit, obviously what he did off screen, but I'm thinking about oh, the yeah. list long injury, like life changing injuries that wrestlers got. It's pretty gruesome yeah. when you think about it, right? Yeah. yeah. Well, okay, I guess I'll go. You guys have done a great job. I I agree with the budget, everything else. Um, I think the one thing that WWE has always done well, and they did this during the Monday Night Wars, they don't worry about their competition. Yes. There was a time in Monday Night Wars where they slagged WCW a bit, but nowhere near to the shit that WCW would slag, like making fun of Jim Ross and the older superstars. Mm. You know, watch Monday Night Wars, everyone. If you haven't seen that documentary, I don't know. If you're a wrestling fan, you must be under a rock if you haven't watched that documentary. It's it's quite, it's WWE. Well, watch it. It's great. It's um, it's WWE produced, so it's obviously slighted on like one side of it, right? But um, I, I think WCW, uh, WWF does uh, WWE. My God, does a very good job of focusing on itself and focusing on its own product. Um, I think the presentation is above none else. And as much as I found it challenging to get through Raw the other night. I do agree with what Tim says when he says it is getting better. Um, I do think that they are putting more money into young talent. 
And as another point that Tim has highlighted about women's wrestling in AEW compared to WWE, I do think the talent is better in WWE. I don't know if it's because they have more money in the performance training centers and they can train them more to their level because you have that NXT level before you move up. Um, And also, finally, my final point is WWE has conditioned our thinking to SmackDown being the secondary show. Yeah, they were the first ones to do that. We forget that WCW, what was the Friday night show that they came out with? It was Thunder. Thunder. Thank you. Thursday Night Thunder or something like that, right? It was that at the time, right? Thunder Down Under, of course, he remembered that. (laughs) Um, But like wwe did it first and they've conditioned us now so even though tim and i got into a very spirited debate about rampage because scott and i sat in a live rampage all the big stars were in it rosa was in it there was like darby arlen there was adam page like there was all the big stars were in rampage but because we've been conditioned by wwe that smackdown is secondary and raw is the best now it's very hard for any shows to whatever show comes first will always be the best you could have the most smoking fucking card in the world on rampage not going to matter because people are still going to default to dynamite for example same with raw and smackdown so i think ww created that and they wrote the blueprint you you can't go wrong with that i agree with all your other points right yeah they did they they created the the path right so Hmm. um but your other weaknesses are right on. Um, they're very PG friendly now, which is fine. I get it. You yeah. have to have like something like what I take my five-year-old to AEW. Fuck. Yeah, I would because Tim and I have the same parenting style. <laughs> Fuck yeah, I would, but like other people may not like my dad was taking me to wrestling events. Fuck. My parents took me to a bar. So clearly you see what my childhood was, but like, I don't know. This is family friendly, which I think is a weakness too. I find it kind of boring. I agree with the length. I agree with too many pay-per-views. Like how do you come up with content and truly build storylines? And thus you keep having the same match at every pay-per-view because you don't have time in between the two in theory to build a new storyline. But I do agree. Bottom line, Tim, you're right. It is getting better. Um, I still found it a grind the other night, but that doesn't mean I didn't see improvements compared to what it was two years ago. So nice. I didn't think I would agree with you, did you? No, I thought we were going to argue a little more than we had. <laughs> no, like here's the thing, right? Like wrestling is a subjective thing. I, what, you know, historically, I was never a big fan of Stone Cold Steve Austin. I respect what wow. the fuck what he did Hot for the take. business though. I respect what he did for the business. Let me make that very clear. Mm-hmm. I respect him and everything he's done. He just wasn't my go-to guy. But that doesn't mean he doesn't deserve his place in wrestling history. He absolutely fucking does. But I don't have to love it. You know, and the one thing I learned from wrestling from a very, very young age, especially being a female fan and having to be told by boys that I didn't belong at the, at the matches and that I shouldn't be there and girls don't deserve to watch wrestling and all the shit I listened to in the 80s and the 90s oh, is that true. it's yeah right it's it's true rob knows rob's <laughs> mad that i even leave the house rob's when rob found out that i owned my own home he was like a man didn't sign for you first <laughs> 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 right so you know it's it's subjective right but i think the bottom line here is that wwe has got a little comfortable they have been able to do whatever they want impact's not a threat ring of honor wasn't a threat but now aew is so hopefully 
you know, it gets a little better, but great points. So we're going to do the and, same thing. Sorry, go ahead, Scotty. And I was just going to say like, the, and that's what I love. AEW like, you know, is on WWE's radar and competition breeds innovation. And that is always good for us as the people that are the consumers. Absolutely. But WWE does a little bit of a classier job than handling it. And we'll get to that in a little bit. Don't tell Ticketmaster um, that, by the way. Yeah. Look, I know. Okay, Rob, do we need a moment of silence? I know you've had a really rough week about Taylor mm-hmm. Swift. Do you it need to bad. talk about it? it I know. Bad. I did not get my Taylor Swift tickets. <laughs> I was in a very, um, you know, upsetting car accident this week. My car may be written off. And I sent pictures to Rob and his response was, yeah, but I didn't get Taylor Swift tickets. <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> Which really cheered me up. So thank you, Rob. Yeah. For That's what I'm here con- for. Constantly reminding me that I'm below a man. I really do appreciate that. <laughs> but anyway, uh, speaking of a man, mm, let's have Tim go. And uh, Tim, do you want to tell us what you think a strengths are and what your weaknesses are for AEW? Oh, I want to hear this. Yeah. Here we go. Okay, it's uh, perfect for what you guys were saying about um, AEW being somewhat a competition that's actually my first strength of this the aw is the alternative um coming from well take me for example i was always wwe until they just became stale and aw was there there was something different and aw reinvigorated my love for wrestling because it was something completely different yet something similar to what mm-hmm. we all know and love so i think aew being the alternative is probably its biggest strength we can all go back and forth and you can love both yeah some people are there's this whole war it seems not so much now but back when it started there was this war going on well you can't watch a uh, wwe if you are an aw fan what are you talking about oh there there still is that war i've i'm on these uh threads and i see it constantly and it's ridiculous i'll be honest i was part of that war i was i was definitely part of that because i was so angry at wwe and it's only through listening through some of your arguments tim i'll be honest i really do respect what you have to say i may tease you i don't always agree some of your points um, but after sitting there and watching WWE and the reason why I did that was because of you, you know, I trust your opinions and, oh, thank um, you. you know, we have similar parenting styles that we would just like, you know, get drunk in front of our kids and watch them, you know, watch some bloody <laughs> shit. So um, I don't have children, by the way, by the way, everyone, this pussy's free of children. So just in case anyone's interested. Not yet. Tim's running his seed across the ocean now. But yeah, you make, you made some valid points about like wwe getting better because of AEW as well so you were right yeah well definitely it's it's really realistically it's a strength to both of them like wwe needs competition to thrive like go Mm -hmm. back to the the monday night wars yeah that's the best time so i don't know the second strength of AEW, and this is probably something we all have written down but i'm gonna take it (laughs) um greater creative freedom Mm-hmm. yes yes obviously um we is heavily scripted with their promos and you can tell that AEW is more lenient in letting their performance go out and say what they got to say maybe they do it in dot form but or point form whatever but um these performers are allowed to go out and speak their mind, which at times has backfired them. <clears throat> CM Punk. Um, uh oh. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> well, let, let, <clears throat> Adam Page. Um, but mm-hmm. yeah, that guy's a problem. 
Not good on the mic. Not good on the mic. He sounds like, you guys, I really appreciate you making fun of me. Like he sounds really not great. Yeah. Well, he's wearing his butterfly bedazzled yeah, jeans. Right? He does. Yeah. yeah, I agree. Bedazzled. Oh my God. Sorry, Tim. Um, but like, let me, let me give you an example. MJF. Yes. If you, can you imagine if he was in WWE? Oh, he would be so fucking watered down. Oh, shit, yeah. He would not be the guy he is at the moment. No way. And this leads me to my third point of strengths in AEW, MJF. (laughs) And it may seem funny that I mentioned that, but I I swear to God, MJF right now is not at the moment, but he will be in months, maybe years to come. He's going to be on the level of Hogan, Stone Cold, The Rock, John Cena, Roman Reigns, all these main event guys that will go down in history. MJF is on that path. He is 100% perfect in everything he does. His wrestling skills are probably the weakest. That's only because he doesn't perform as much as, say, uh, uh, Brian Danielson. But he's still fucking amazing. His promo skills are second to none. He is the best on the mic in the entire world. I I strongly yeah, I someone, agree. Yeah, I don't think there's anyone that can hold a candle next to him. Like currently, really right? Don't. Current, current, current roster, currently active. I would say even just yeah. in general. Ah, I'm, what about Stone Cold Steve Austin, guys? I'm sorry, I'm not a Stone, Stone Cold, Cold girl, was, but no, Stone Cold was good. But I don't know. MJF is. I think he's quicker. He's okay. quicker with his with his comebacks. He's quicker with his insults. I think The Rock would be an, a, a guy that would rival okay. MJF. Okay. Beyond that, Fair. okay, maybe oh, going back, Ric Flair, maybe. Oh, yeah, Ric Flair. Even Ric Flair, Flair now, he's he's just old and senile, but he's still fucking funny, <laughs> yeah. right? <laughs> and don't I mean I mean don't yeah, shortchange sorry. Piper. I, I, was, yeah. I was just going to say point. Piper. Valid point, yeah. Rob. Yeah. I was going to say Piper. Honestly, now I think about it, there is another guy who is probably as good as mjf and cm punk cm yep. punk is good on the mic on when the they mic, opened CM punk when they opened that episode of dynamite where it was just 20 minutes of Dude, cm punk and mjf oh. going back and forth it was perfection that yeah, they was, could handle each other absolutely I, I was, right last weekend i actually re-watched that entire feud because they have like this hour-long youtube thing of like the entire cm punk mjf feud and that was fucking gold it like was perfect. i i just sat there in awe going i want this i wish this stuff didn't happen with cm punk i want this to still happen yeah and the elite yep. took it away from us <laughs> <laughs> i'm all about animal cruelty so i support it i oh, can't wait Jesus to go back Christ. to sea world <laughs> rob you want to come <laughs> as a dog owner i cannot promote those sorts of that's behavior. not true i hear you're in the dog fighting club with me don't even try that <laughs> <laughs> it's me you and michael vick hanging out that's yeah. right. it's the three of us with our dogs being like and kenny sleeping. omega yeah the yeah. kenny omega yeah. yeah um all right on to my weaknesses of AEW. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> i think tim thinks we're gonna be a whole lot more upset than me actually or me <laughs> This was actually harder. When I was writing down these notes, it was actually harder for me to think about. Um, but if I watch a show, I can pinpoint things that annoy me about AEW. And let me just say this, that WWE, in my opinion, I am more of a fan of AEW. I'm more invested in AEW. And that's why I'm more critical on AEW because I want them to thrive. I want them to be the perfect company. I mean, that probably is never going to exist. There's never going to be a perfect company. There's always going to be something that bothers people. But my first big weakness, and this is something that really needs to fucking stop, 
Ring of Honor. Stop with Ring but of Honor. You know how many Thank talents you. came up from Ring of Honor? Like, I know, you I get, realize I get that. what not, Ring okay. of Honor does for this industry. Hear me out. Hear me out. Okay. I'm fine. I'm fine with Ring of Honor, but make a separate show for Ring of Honor. Stop forcing Ring of Honor on I, Dynamite. But honestly, it's the same wrestlers. They inter go back and well, forth. I disagree, Tim. I'm well, sorry. Well, there's still, there's, there's there's still cool. a lot of Ring of Honor wrestlers that are not on AAW. I see where Tim's coming from. I, I don't. Well, I mean, I agree that they should have their own show because there is like a lot of talent that just does not get the chance to be, for one, to get shown on AEW. I'm pretty sure they do have yes. their own show still, guys. That's what it's, I mean. They get their pay-per-view. When? They, well, they, have, they had their own show here in Canada at midnight. Yeah. Saturdays. Not, not in here. Oh. No. Yeah, like they have I've their pay-per-views, but like it's... Because I used to watch Ring of Honor before. Yeah, I'll say Ring of Honor yeah. before B- AEW bought it. Yeah. No, I'll have to check because I thought they still had their own show. Like, I oh. thought they were just doing Dynamite to be like showcasing it. Now come watch the no, show, right? No. As far we're... as I know, AEW, as soon as AEW bought it. Oh, so up, they just merged them completely and there's no separate. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Ring, of, okay. Ring of Honor shut down. When WW when AEW absorbed them, right? That's no what before happened. that. Though. No, before that. Oh, yeah, they, they shut down. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, and then yeah. Tony Khan purchased Ring of Honor, and everyone thought at the time that he was doing it for the video library right. to launch a streaming service. But it turns out he wants to revive Ring of Honor, and that's all fine and good. But get it out of my AEW. <laughs> so what you're yeah, saying I, is have a separate show like NXT yes, kind yes, of thing. Use yes, it as an yes. NXT. There yeah, are so I, too many belts in AEW already, and now I've FDR got mingle, has all of them. I've got to mingle <laughs> all the ROH titles too. It's yeah. just too much. Get yeah, it out, exactly. get the hell out of here. Like, and I and think valid point. I'll say because that's why I say I agree with Tim. Like, that does need its own show because there are a lot of talents that don't get a lot of attention for one on AEW, like Briscoe Brothers and shit like that. They, I think, are working on that with this whole Warner merger that they are doing. I think they're trying to get to that point where they can do their own separate. Ring of Honor thing. They I, Tony Khan says that he's been working on it. Um, doing it with Warner and the Briscoes will be a, a specific problem, though. Yeah. Because yeah. After what you told me, yeah. Yeah. Someone high up at Warner has said no. He does not want the Briscoes on their product, which is a fucking shame because Briscoes are incredible. Mm, interesting. All right, sorry, Tim. Good right, point. Right. Go back. Go back. <laughs> um, we already hit at my other uh, weakness, and that's too many championships. Mm-hmm. FTR, honestly, they he comes out looking like they're rappers from the nineties. They got all the bling. No, <laughs> they're they're like is, FTR, but like, come on, they don't have a single AEW title though. No, they it's don't. Exactly. It's the triple A belt. It's it's the IWGP and it's the Ring of Honor. They don't have a single AEW title. Exactly. You make a good yep. point, Rob. That they're is just walking out with all these belts yeah. all the time. It's and they just, don't even belong there. Yeah, it's too much. I, I didn't even realize <laughs> that. That's funny. Yeah, and it's not. I it's not. It's it. not. It's not FTR. Like they, yes, they have championships, but they don't defend them in AEW. Thank fuck for that. But it's the whole. And this is coming back to Ring of Honor. This yeah. Ring of Honor titles, and even AEW as a company has too many titles. Mm-hmm. The um. Oh, what's the one that Orange Cassidy has? I can't the all Atlantic. Atlantic. See exactly. that one? That one I will disagree on because All Atlantic is literally all across. Like it, it goes to different independent promotions. That one's just like yeah, there's whoever sluts, owns, Tim. They put yeah. out everywhere. <laughs> yeah, whoever owns that like doesn't just wrestle at AEW. They go to all these different independent. Oh promotions yeah, they do. They defend it. That's why oh, I boy. like that. Okay. I'm sure those right. those other independents are going to be real happy. We're sending them Orange Cassidy. <laughs> hey, fuck off! Orange Cassidy's amazing, <laughs> fucker. 
Yeah, he's fine. Take, take our joke wrestler and have fun with him. Yeah. <laughs> I fucking love him. I love him so much. I don't I don't really like how Orange Cassidy has the title in his backpack and just throws it around. I love that so much. Really? It's just, I just I kind of show disrespect. It does I agree show with dis- Tim. See that, Tim? Slowly we're coming wow. back together. See, I, I love that. I, I love the see, I think that's why I like it, because it is disrespectful and it's just because it's his character. It just fits perfectly it with him. It does fit with his character, but it, it I agree yeah. with Tim. I I I get it, but I don't have to like it. Right. But you know what? Right. It doesn't make it. That's anything. why I love it. Doesn't it. change wrestling, right? Like it really doesn't change. Yeah, anything, right? that doesn't this really why... bother me. I, I the belts to me are just props. So who cares? <laughs> you know what? It's well, like grown men that wear children's belts to events. Like yeah. that's my favorite. <laughs> when I go to live <laughs> events and I see grown ass dudes with children's yeah. belts on their body. Yeah. Anyway, sorry, Tim. Back to your other weaknesses. <laughs> Uh, all right, my last weakness is the women's division in AEW. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It needs some work. It really does. I mean, okay, really take does. for example, take for example. All right, we've got three women's matches on full gear um, tomorrow. And your biggest women's match isn't for a title. I get it. It's Soraya's first match in five years. But the build to Stony, Tony Storm versus Jamie Hayter has been nothing. There's there's no... But they were best no friends story. that lived in England together. They shared a flat, Tim. <laughs> That's and, all the story we... I know. I agree with you. Yeah, And, 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 and why, why do they hate each other now? Because they don't share a flat anymore. She's best friends with Greg. You're not a woman. You wouldn't get it, Tim. <laughs> this sounds like my fuck. My eight-year-old daughter says, oh, I don't like that person anymore. Why? Oh, she doesn't play with me. I'm like, why? Exactly. Oh, she plays with that girl. Exactly the That's, plot behind it's this. Fucking, yeah, it's written by eight-year-olds. God, tiny up the women's division. Well, yeah. And you know what? They're both talented too, and it's a shame. Yeah. Like they're both talented, right? And so that's what that's, makes it really sad. And the sad yeah. part is the storyline that is built up between the three different women's matches for full gear, the one that they've actually like there's two that they've actually really built up. The Tony unfortunately, it. the championship belt it. is not that like unfortunately a story. But I have to say it, and I f- can't stand her, is the Jade and Nyla match. I can't stand, I really don't like either of them. But the yeah. build up there, there is actually a good build up there. Nyla yeah. stealing the belt and going fucking to parties and to fucking signings, carrying the belt, saying she's the champion. Like they actually built that story. Like, yeah, they, they did. They yeah. need to do something like that for the women's championship title. Like, I don't know. If, any, I don't know if any of you follow Nyla on Twitter, but she's no. a tremendous follow on Twitter. She's super funny. She, I should follow I've her. Heard she's really she's, good. On I bet she has a good personality. Like, yeah. She seems like she's a funny person. Right? Yeah, she's really, really funny on Twitter. Um, and it, it makes me uh, almost like her when I have to watch her wrestle. <laughs> and that means a lot because you don't like anything, Rob. So that's yeah. Prime. yeah. But I'm not looking forward to that match because Nyla is like, um, I don't know. It's like every program she gets involved in is just a dud for some reason. And Jade is jade is whatever I'm jade, like while tim said in the predictions episode jade is still too green mm-hmm. she i think she needs she more is, time yeah. to practice and not just be thrown into a match and just basically thrown to a jobber because that's all it is almost every time besides the pay-per-view events yeah, yeah valid point yeah. Yeah. did you want to I mean, add sorry Go ahead, Sorry, Tim. yeah. Um, the thing about the women's division is they have the talent. Yeah, there is. There's no. There's no excuse. They have the talent. They have all these. I mean, take for example a, a female wrestler that I'm a big fan of, Abaddon. Yes. Oh yeah. Yeah. Where's she been? I don't. They didn't even Besides, try her out for obviously Halloween. dark. Yeah. So they've been just tossing <laughs> her in dark. Unfortunately. Yeah, but like, she's got a cool gimmick. 
I mean, yeah. maybe it's maybe it's cool for us because we love horror, but she's got a different gimmick. She can go in the ring. Why isn't she brought up? Well, let's be very clear. Wrestling friends and horror nerds are very much the same fucking people. Mm-hmm. The dudes I used to go with and watch every pay-per-view with were all fucking horror fans. Like it's, yeah, they tend to be yeah. in bed together, right? So, <laughs> right. Great yeah. points, Tim. Oh, see, this is why you run the solo podcast now, which I'm too good to go on. Just so we're clear. It doesn't matter how many times you ask me, Tim. Anyway, I'm Rob. continue to ask you. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, Rob, let's hear uh, what you have to say. Uh, for AEW, a lot of the stuff is, is I'm going to repeat stuff that Tim said. Uh, in the strengths category, I have their long-term storytelling. Um, they do a really good job with that when it hits. You know, yes. uh, the Hangman page. Kenny Omega thing was phenomenally done. Mm-hmm. Um, they do a great job with that. The Wardlow MJF, even though the payoff was kind of a dud, it was still a great story mm-hmm. while it ran. Um, I like that they do that. I like that they're not afraid to do different kinds of matches uh, when they, you know, bring people in. I mean, I didn't even, I couldn't in my head conceive of what the hell an exploding barbed wire death match was <laughs> right. when they announced it. Uh, all I knew was I wanted to see it. <laughs> yeah. um, I, I love that they they do stuff like that. I mean, we all know how that one ended and the ending of that paper. Well, I mean, but, still like dog collar matches, see a punk and MJF. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. The, uh, you know, they brought in Nick Cage for a, a death match with Chris Jericho. I mean, they they just do stuff. I keep hoping and praying somebody will bring back the scaffold match, but oh, it hasn't no. happened yet. <laughs> you know what really? match I want to see? Okay, do you guys remember Rick Martel and Jake the Snake? Oh, my God, the match, blindfold Which match? was such a yeah. nightmare. Anytime you hear about the, like, but as a little kid... <sighs> I thought down it there was eventually, like so. the bomb diggy, yeah. but now Which, like older, I'd be like, oh, I, fuck I, I watched that a few years ago and my God, it's just bad, awful. right? Bad. But <laughs> right? just a quick, uh, just quick mention. Did you guys see that Jake Roberts is coming back? I did. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. He's finally back off. He's off the oxygen. He's feeling better and he will be back at AEW. Uh, he's had a lot of, don't get your hopes up too much. Scott. Well, no, that, he was, that well, gentleman's had, like, gone through a lot. So oh, he has, but I mean, like, I guess he was really, really sick. Not like because of addiction or anything like that. It was just like, oh, actually okay. sick. Yeah, yeah. Okay. yeah. Thank you, DDP. Yeah. yeah. I got to get oh, me some DDP, of that DDP yoga. Apparently you do that. You can live forever. <laughs> I, I did DDP yoga for a while. My back was all fucked and it does work. So yeah. I thought you were all talking about Diamond Dallas Page for a second there. And then I realized Ooh. that you were not talking about Diamond Dallas Page. I'm like, oh no, they're talking about drugs. Okay. <laughs> No, I was talking about that with Yeah, D- Diamond Dallas Page, like, oh, I thought you okay. A lot of wrestlers. Yeah, oh, yeah. okay, got it. I thought you were talking about it as a drug all of a sudden. I'm like, well, I think no. you guys are talking about Diamond Dallas Page. I mean, if there okay. is a drug called DDP yoga, I'll uh... try it. But <laughs> anyway, Rob, we cut you off. Continue. That's, that's fine. Um, and then the, the last strength is is really just a personal thing for me and sort of goes in the face of what I said about WWE, which is that when I watch it, it looks like a wrestling show to me. Yes. Mm. Yeah. Um, so those those were the, the strengths that I came up with. As far as the weaknesses go, I mean, one of their biggest weaknesses is Rampage. Does anyone care about that show? I, try I don't to even watch, watch it. I, I don't I even try. watch it most of the time. It's garbage every single week. Um, what, what would you want to see to make it better? What do you think is garbage? Just the it? matches are just garbage matches. The I, booking I is not good. Yeah, I just don't care about them. I mean, okay. the last time I cared about it was when CM Punk came back, you know? <laughs> fair enough, fair enough. You know, He's your beyond boy. that, they don't do anything interesting really on that show. Um 
So it just sort of languishes and they've got so much talent that doesn't get television time yes. or that they seem like they don't use. And they've got this hour where they just put garbage in it. It's, I don't no. understand. Um, Tim mentioned the women's division. We talked about that. They've got to fix that. It's, I mean, you're going on three years or you're three year, you know, the three year mark with this company and your women's division is still a mess. Um, something has to give there. They've got to start giving these women more time. I mean, they get one segment a, a week on dynamite. It's just not enough to create builds for any sort of pay-per-view matches or to do anything interesting. You know, you've got one segment and 90% of the time it's Britt Baker, you know, and I like Britt. She's fine, but she's over. Put somebody else in that slot. Let somebody else get over. Good constructive feedback. Yeah. Um, And then the last thing that I have is that the booking, while they, when they do the long-term booking and it works, it's great. But they also, Tony Khan seems to be scatterbrained with it. So he'll start building a program and then it just ends and goes nowhere and nothing happens. Like they've been, they were building this rift between the elite and what used to be the undisputed era yep. in NXT with Adam Cole and uh, Bobby Fish and, and the other Kyle O'Reilly. Yeah. And now, and they've been, you know, sort of feeding that and building towards that for the longest time. And it's not going to happen now. It's like, it's just off. I mean, they don't even have Bobby Fish under contract anymore. Right. Yep. Um. You know, so it, and it's, that's the biggest example I can think of. But I remember at one point uh, when Cody was still with the company, they'd started uh, leading down the road of a program between him and Penta. And then it was just, it just went away and it never became anything. Well, they do that like, all the time. There's kinda a lot like, of dead feuds. You're right. There's yeah. a lot of things that start and then they just like nope yeah. kind of like the uh Britt baker jamie hater thing that happened yeah. during all out and just kind of just faded away and yeah like, well like, oh, for now yeah for I'm, now. I'm hoping that gets re i think I, that's coming back up yeah i, I, think, I, I'm I hoping think it does i do expect them to return to that one but i feel like you should have it should have started already i mean that what what happened at all out between the two of them was the perfect place to jumpstart that. Yeah, yeah. So why they backed off, I don't know. And well, I mean, they even leaned into it for a little bit after mm-hmm. that, like in a couple of Dynamite episodes. Yeah. And it was just like, oh, that's a forgotten. And so, you know, yeah. on a side note, same with Chris Jericho, Jericho and Daniel Garcia. I personally yeah. did not like that curve. I thought that personally, I, I would have loved mm-hmm. to see him go with, you know, Willem Regal and the... Yeah. And where's Garcia been the past Yeah, few like weeks. ever since then, yeah. <laughs> maybe he's not well, maybe something's happened, right? And we don't yeah. know. And you also right. end up with a lot of um, feuds uh, on the on the flip side that seem to go on forever. Yes. Like this yes. JAS Blackpool Combat Club thing. It's like, oh my God, can we just move Agreed. on? Agreed. Yeah. It's, yeah. N- it's, N- it's NWO flavored. Like it drags out, right? Yeah, like they're dragging the it out, time. right? I mean, yeah. there's only so many combinations of matches I can care about between these two factions. Let's move on to something else. Good right. point. Good points, Rob. Um, all right, Scotty, anything you want to add that hasn't already been said? Yeah, uh, one thing for sure I want to add is uh, AEW's homegrown talent. Like, yes, they bring they've brought you know Britt Baker, who re- Heather probably remembers, was a fucking dentist, like, like legit. Oh, and she still is, and wrestled on the weekends, like that's yeah, what her part time gig was. So, did you guys she know she's is? a real dentist? Yeah, yeah she yeah. is. <laughs> Yeah, she's yeah, a she's, practice. She had to leave yeah. to no, do no, this she, full like, time. No, she still does dentistry. She, she, I thought she left it. Nope, she still does oh, it okay. because she lo- uh, she loves that job. Uh, and the th- reason why she loves AEW is because they are not so strict with their scheduling like WWE is. So mm. it still gives her time to do that career and pursue Imagine it. Imagine loving being a dentist. Right? right. Well, I mean, <laughs> some people have their passions. 
But no, I love the homegrown talent that AEW has created. We got Britt Baker, who when I when she first came out, I couldn't stand her. Her mic work was terrible. Oh, horrible. Her wrestling was not that great. And over the years, she has gotten fucking. And that she prom- her promo where she addressed it on Wednesday night. Oh my god, that promo on Wednesday was fucking mwah. That and was amazing. As a woman, there is very few women that can handle themselves on a mic. And I think it's because they're not given the time. She yeah. did a fucking phenomenal job. Yeah, and also because right? the natural order of things is they shouldn't talk. So <laughs> Jesus it's Christ. so nice that Rob allowed me <laughs> to speak on my podcast today. Thank you, Rob. <laughs> but I mean, like, I, and like, and like uh, Tim said earlier, you know, as homegrown talent, MJF. Uh, obviously, like with uh, Ring of Honor, we have like the Young Bucks, uh, Hangman Adam Page. We have NG, uh, New Japan Wrestling, Kenny Omega. But like, I mean, you know, these people were the ones that cr- helped Tony Khan create this. But we got a lot of new talent that just fucking shines in AEW. Mm-hmm. Like, look at Penta and Ray Phoenix and all that stuff. Like, I mean, I'm sure they were in Lucha Wrestling and all that. Like, I'm not sure of their history, but and Pac. Like, that trio, fucking amazing. And their work is absolutely incredible. Um Another thing like Robin brought up earlier was this feels like old school wrestling, like the grittier, grittier look to it where WWE is very pristine. Uh, One thing I do love about this is how they kind of blend a little of the new Japan wrestling with ring of honor, with impact, with fucking their own style. And even a little bit of WWE, they like just kind of blend all these different wrestling things together to create these different events. So we got, you know, like the dog collar matches. We got the barbed wire explosive matches from fucking NJPW. Or with the one we saw, the... um, Yeah, the the, uh, blood and guts. Yeah, the blood and guts. That, like, another just great idea. And, like, so they have, like, like, I love that they've combined a lot of this stuff. Like, they still add, like, a lot of the hardcore wrestling, like like, the backyard wrestling, just, you know, a little, a little safer. But that's also kind of one other thing I'll talk about later. But uh, and the third highlight is their roster. They have such an amazing roster. However, Mm -hmm. that is also their downside. They have such an amazing roster, but they don't give them enough time to use them. Like we have a lot of good talent that just does not see the light, the day, like the light. Like, well, or they just get on dark. Yeah, or they get put on dark, or yeah. they're just not sure how to handle them. I mean, yeah. Danhausen, for example. I mean, yes, he was healing from a really fucked up, shattered uh, leg from when, like, previously before they picked him up. And the man sells merch. The man is—he's a great fucking face for AEW, and he's a great fucking. Bob's wrestler. wearing his shirt right now. Yes. Yeah. Everyone loves Danhausen. Yeah. Like he is just—he is great. But it does seem like AEW does not know how to handle him and where to place him yet. Like, they're always kind of just throwing him as a tag team partner in something. And they're trying to figure it out. And I think that is also why he may be going heel, to kind of try something different to go on his own. Or to join up with uh, Malachi Black and his group. Like, because I know Malachi Black is planning on coming back very soon. Like, that's been talked about. Um, but yeah, that's like their downside is they, you know, they have a great roster and so many people, just not enough time to showcase them. And the booking is kind of iffy on that. Like a lot of it gets pushed to dark and not many people watch dark, unfortunately. Like I'll yeah. watch it here and there just because there'll be certain wrestlers that I'm interested in. But for the most part, it's just kind of a house show. Well, we spent when we went to the live event, dark, trying to get you a T-shirt and trying to get me a drink. Yeah, exactly. So <laughs> that's how we no spent one... dark. <laughs> yeah, 
outside because there was really of no one of interest to us, like as no. far as we knew. Well, that and I wanted to drink. Yeah, the merch situation at AEW live events is a nightmare, by the way. Yeah, it is. It's they, not well organized. They need, to, they need to figure that out because, I mean, you can miss so much of the show just waiting in this long ass line. Mm-hmm. And they don't have very much when you get up there, really. Their selection Bear. is terrible. It's, yeah, they need to work that out. Yeah. I saw more selection at Toronto's Blue Jays game. And let me assure you, no one wants to buy Blue Jay merch. So, <laughs> you know, like it it needs to be improved. I think you gentlemen, it's good because men speak for me. That's like Bob speaks for me. So <laughs> um, I really appreciate those. I'm sorry. I thought you were done, Scott. My apologies. That was only one of my, Holy my shit. one points of the bad side. All right. Yeah. Rum it, like sum it yeah, up, it's Scott. Like, it's, it's, <laughs> oh, fine. Rush me. Fine. It's hard to have time on television for all your talent when you've got to make room for the ROH Pure Championship, you know? Yeah. Well, that's why I You're think being like, rushed because we don't have time for you on television so <laughs> <laughs> well i was saying i think that's why they're eventually going to get their own like show because they are just kind of like focusing a lot on that and not giving a lot of their homegrown talent like abaddon attention um mm-hmm. but the second point obviously like you guys said the women's division they have a lot of strong strong people in it now they brought soraya and they brought tony storm and Britt baker is an amazing homegrown same with jamie hater yeah. amazing homegrown it's just they need to work on a good story and work on something like how. Well, don't forget about Thunder Rosa. Yeah. Oh, I was going to say. I know yeah, she's Thunder away Rome. right now, but Thunder Rosa. Yep. <clears throat> Thunder Rosa. And then even as much as I don't like her right now, Jig Cargill, I could see her doing really good. She just needs more practice and to not have so much focus on her. Take her off the roster for a bit. Let her practice. Come back eventually because I could see her being really good. It's just mm-hmm. they're just constantly throwing jobbers at her all the time. And that's it's like, oh. Here's a Jade Cargill match. Oh, done in 30 seconds. Okay, moving on. Yeah, it's boring. It's worked in the past. It It did work for people like Goldberg, right? But it's not, it doesn't work for women. No, like it doesn't. The women, especially in AEW, just need a little more time. Women wrestling has always been second nature. Like, let's just call a fucking spade a spade, right? Like, and I think it's what works for men will not work for women because people don't have the attention spend for women wrestling like they do for men. Which I was also going to say this too. I am surprised, you know, because everybody always makes like fun of the young bucks with their flippy flops all over the place. I'm shocked we don't have women doing that. Well, I don't Trish Stratus did that. Yeah, I'll say for like years. That, yeah, I'll say it's been, I mean, it's been <laughs> right? a long time since I've seen that. Yeah, but we don't see the Trish Stratus wrestling that we used to see. No. She was a different breed because she got, anyway, we're not going and, into the story, uh, Trish Stratus. And well, actually, here's one more highlight I wanted to give real fast. But uh, AEW is great at keeping KFAB a lot. Yeah. Even during the internet era, you never know what's fucking real or fake. Good point. Um, but as a negative, they, as I was making uh, fun of WWE for being too cautious, AEW seems to be almost a little too careless. Mm. I think there needs to be that fine balance because they have hurt. There's a lot of their talent that's been hurt, like especially in this last year. And I'm not sure if that's just talent because of the talent themselves or because of just like bad, like matchups and booking or what, but it's something. I think there's a training issue. Yeah. I think there's gotta be something there. Yeah. And some of it too is uh, some of the talent that they have. I mean, a guy like Ray Phoenix just throws his body around like, yeah, yeah. Like he gets yeah. he gets hurt a lot, but it's it's mostly just because he does crazy shit. Mm-hmm. Um, same with Darby Allen. Yeah, yeah. Same with Darby. There's Allen. a difference between botching and doing crazy shit. Yeah. And I think the botches are where we start to see like what happened to Adam Page was done by a very experienced wrestler. Like John Moxley is an extreme like mm-hmm. dude's been around. Like he knows what he's fucking doing. So yeah. if those two can be in a situation where ha- like Hangman, it's not getting up. Mm-hmm. You know, it's. It's scary. Yeah. It's a it's a serious thing. So it's a good point that you're making, Scott. There's they sometimes uh, what, what are I, too careless. What I think they should be doing is 
and and I give AEW credit for this. Every single time they go to the ring, they want to one up themselves. But I think they should for Dynamite and Rampage lessen it down a bit. Save those incredible matches for the pay per views. Yeah, yeah, I can see that. Good but, point, Tim. You know, at least with the Adam Page situation, they handled that well. I mean, I don't know if you guys remember mm-hmm. the Matt Hardy thing or not, but good yeah. lord, that sh- that match should have never continued. Yeah, they're learning. They're learning. They're still a young company, right? If, like, in all fairness, they're still a young company, right? So, yeah, that's true. Yeah, right. Um, Scott, sorry, I cut you off before. No, yeah, you... That was all I had to say. I was like, well, but... as I said, men speak for me, and I just feel like just like <laughs> female wrestling, I come last, which is fine because you guys say everything that I agree with. The only thing I'm going to add is I feel like I'm watching history repeat themselves. WCW went from being a drab, boring production to being exactly what AEW is now. They gave their wrestlers more freedom with their promos, as I'm sure you all remember, and that can be a blessing and a curse. And yeah. I think they have to be very careful the line they walk there. The other thing I think AEW needs to change, because I agree with all the strength, there's no point in me adding to that. They need to stop worrying about what WWE is doing. Yes. yes. Stop calling them out in the ring. They need to stop worrying about that. And they need to just continue to be the best promotion they can be. Because Tim, you made a point about attendance. Now, when they came here to Toronto, which it was available in Buffalo, which is 45 minutes from me. And I went to see it with Scott in Detroit. So it's not like I can't cross the border and go see it. It just cost me, as as Rob has said, $3,000 to go to an (laughs) AEW event. But those events sold out like that. And they will sell out like that again when they come to Canada. There's multiple WWE events that aren't moving. No one's buying fucking tickets that are coming up here. So Mm. AEW has it. They need to stop worrying about what WWE is doing and just focus on them being the best they can be with all the suggestions you guys gave. And that's Mm. the only other thing I have to add because I agree with everything else that was said. It's valid points. Tim's yeah. like, I thought Heather was going to tell me I was wrong. Look at his <laughs> but no, it's it's true. Like you guys made some really valid points, but AEW has a chance right now to be what Impact could have been five years ago, but couldn't. Yeah. They didn't yeah. have the money. They didn't have the budget. Yeah. And now AEW has the fucking chance. Don't fuck it up like WCW did. Don't fuck it up like Eric Bischoff did. Here's your chance to like not fuck up Tony Khan. So let's see what happens. So our next topic is Mount Rushmore of wrestlers. So this is where we're going to pick four. This was Tim's idea, so it's fitting that he should go first. Oh, I'm excited that uh, you guys know what Mount Rushmore is. <laughs> <laughs> I was, I'm trying to think of something Very clever good. to say back, yeah. but I've had half a bottle of red wine. Honestly, if there was bottle. some landmark in Canada, I wouldn't know what the hell it was. I don't even think you know which direction Canada is, Rob. Like, I'm pretty sure you think I live next door to you. It's that way. I know. Oh, my God. Like, Rob boils my blood every it's day. It's where the cold is. Like, and that's, I don't know why that is. That pushes me over the edge. Scott knows it because he's laughing. He knows that it makes me, like, psycho. Anyway, why don't we go to, why don't we go to Tim before I fucking kill Rob? And we find out what Tim thinks about who his four are. All right. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna be quick. I've actually made two lists. Um, one like list a personal I, one, and then like an objective one. Yeah, yeah. One that cool. I think is probably correct, and then my personal one. Okay, so cool. The one that I think is probably correct, and two of these guys I, I don't actually, I'm not really a big fan of, but the one that I think is correct, I'll start with Bruno San Martino. Oh, then, maybe. Then, then next we've got Hulk Hogan. Of course. After that, we've got I've, got, I've got a tie. I couldn't pick between these two, but it's Stone Cold and The Rock. Fair number, and, fair. And last, I've got John Cena. 
Well, yeah. yeah. You got to respect, all, right? All five of these guys, for obvious reasons, have, have done incredible things in wrestling and have made wrestling more um, viewable for people. I mean, most people, maybe not Bruno San Martino, but most people know who Hogan, Stone Cold, The Rock, and John Cena are. But Bruno San Martino, I mean, how how many days was he his champion? So, wasn't it like three hundred and something or five hundred? What was it? The no, it was like you're old, you know. It was up, wasn't it like a thousand or something like that? Yeah, not without googling it, I don't know. Uh, but it was it, it was, was a long run. Yeah, it was a crazy amount. Yeah, I'm looking um, it up now. So okay, while Scott looks it up, my personal list. I've got Chris Jericho. The yeah. man has been there, done it all. I, I still think he's got a lot to give and he's just fucking killing it. Um, next, mat, next man I got is The Undertaker. Mm. I yeah, mean, respect. For obvious reasons, he's just one of the best in the ring and his longevity. I kind of put these four guys in, in different categories. Like they always had to, they had to excel in all these four categories. And that's Mike skills, ability, their character and longevity. And so far, Jericho and Undertaker have surpassed that. Next man I've got is Hulk Hogan. Yeah. Say what you will about Hulk Hogan. The man is is up there with the best in wrestling. And last, my four is Stone Cold Steve Austin for the exact same reasons. So Jericho, nice. Undertaker, Hogan, and Austin are mine. Awesome. Uh, and I was like, and I did look it up, 2,803 days. Wow. That's Bruno San Martino's reign. That That's is an AEW fun. run for FDR is how long they're going to run. <laughs> 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 anyway, That's, yeah. Rob, what do, what's yours? All right. Uh, I didn't do all the fancy stuff that Tim did. Um, I just uh, came up with my four. Uh, the Bushwhackers. Oh, nice. you know, I saw them no, when I'm, I was like eight years old. I'm and they kidding. Still they're not on my mouth. Oh. As soon as you said Bushwhackers, I knew you were fucking with us. The cutest thing ever. Fucker. I love Bushwhackers. Yeah, um, Scott and I are half drunk, so we're like, great pick. <laughs> so number one on mine is uh, Randy Savage. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Uh, his promos right. were incredible. His ring in-ring skills was, they were off the charts. And uh, he was just, I, I've said this before, the guy's been dead 10 plus years and he's still over you know yeah yeah uh, yeah he was just incredible he was my he's my favorite of all time i loved watching him in the ring uh number two is yeah, uh, yeah everybody has a, an impression right uh, <laughs> yeah yeah um number two is rick flair uh rick flair to me is the ultimate heel in professional wrestling uh back in the day his promos and, and everything were just incredible I kind of, I, I actually debated about whether putting him on here because his longevity has been a little too long. And I feel like maybe he's <laughs> like, it's getting that. awkward, right? Yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. Like he's, he's maybe tarnishing that legacy a little bit. It's like having a boner for way too long. Yeah. Right. Yeah. You yeah. got to see a doctor and have a drink. <laughs> um, but uh, come bang me. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, uh, he's, uh, I think he, I think he belongs on there. Uh, number three, I put Vince McMahon. Uh, Vince McMahon changed the entire business of professional wrestling. He made it uh, into something that he made WWF, WWE into something that uh, the sport had never seen before. And when he uh, finally did decide to come on camera as a character, he's possibly the greatest heel character of all time. Yeah. Um, Good point. Yeah, good point. So, you know, uh, personal feelings about the man aside, again, maybe his longevity ruined that legacy a little bit, but uh, 
what he did was absolutely amazing. And the number four is uh, a bit of a cheat maybe because, well, he was a wrestler, but I never saw him wrestle. Uh, when I watched professional wrestling, um, even as a kid, one of the things that I liked the most were the uh, out-of-ring personalities, uh, your managers, your announcers, your commentators, all that sort of stuff. And the greatest ever was Bobby the Brain Heenan. Oh, oh man. Shit. He was yeah. fucking epic. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so he gets my fourth slot. I have, there will never be a team on commentary that comes close to being as good as Bobby Heenan and Gorilla Monsoon back in the, back in the old days. That's... Those guys were fantastic. Dude. His work as a manager, his promo work, everything was just perfect about him. Uh, absolutely loved the brain back in the day. Amazing. Yeah. He was even great when he would do interviews on documentaries because he was fucking real. Yeah, he didn't hold back what he thought. I remember when he (laughs) talked about the Ultimate Warrior and his first impressions of that guy. And it's funny to watch that. Yeah, they don't show the destruction of the self, the Ultimate Warrior anymore because they all kissed and made up at WWE. But like Bobby Brain's fucking dialogue on that is hilarious. Um, and so. Tim, I do have to ask, were you shocked as I am that CM Punk is not on that list? I honestly thought he was going to say CM Punk times four. I didn't yeah. think he no. was going to, but that's because no. Rob and I are really good friends. No, I uh, I do love Punk. Uh, he is uh, my favorite, well, active, I guess in quotes at the moment, wrestler. Uh, <laughs> but he's he's not quite there yet. Yeah. Mm. Fair. That is fair. All right, nice. Scotty. This is a good list. Yeah. I like how you put Vince McMahon on there as much. I agree with you, Rob. That's a really valid point you made about him. He did change yeah. the face of wrestling. Yeah. He's, what we know today. Without right. him, we're, we're all going to see these shows in uh smoky armories somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> in, in bingo halls yeah. where they're yeah. having bingo over on the other side. Yeah. Right. Yeah, no so, shit. That is, right. yeah. You got to give the man props. Right. Even, all right. No Scotty too. too hottie. All right. So I kind of went with just like, you know, personal favorites here. No, I didn't do the whole thing Tim did because I wasn't thinking that far back. But um, for me, uh, number one, the fucking one of the greatest heels ever. Rowdy fucking Piper. God yeah. bless that man. He one of my favorites as a child and fucking love that man. And like to the day that he died, he was just one of my all time favorite people and just wrestlers in general. He he was the one that truly showed what being a heel was like, like yeah. in my eyes. The, the best person to never win the title. <sighs> yeah. Yeah. He was, he was great. And, uh, you know, hell comes to Frogtown and they live. I mean, come on. <laughs> yes. He wasn't a bad <laughs> actor, to be honest yeah. with you. Yeah. He was pretty good. Yeah, he's right? good. Yeah. For a wrestler, like he wasn't bad. And then another one from the 80s that went on till about early 2000s. I'm just a sexy boy. Sexy boy. Yeah. Good old Shawn Michaels. Did you I... ever see the video where he deceives Marty Jannetty at the Brutus Beefcake? Yes. Like, little... That's classic. Yeah. I remember watching that live, like not live, but really? like on TV. And I was like, oh, my God. Like I was devastated as a child that they would break <laughs> up. Right. Yeah. It was a big yeah. deal. Yeah, like he was one of my all. Shawn Michaels was, and when they were when he was in the, the tag team with the Rock Stars, I was fucking, I was a huge fan and got to see them at a house show. Like that was the oh, only cool. show I ever went to when I was a little kid, and I was so fucking excited to see Shawn Michaels and to like see him come back as just like HBK and just do everything he did, and then the fucking what we thought was like the retirement match for fucking. Uh, What's his name? Uh, I'm drawing a blank at the moment. All of a sudden, they all retire, but they never really retire, right. unless they're dead. That's the only time they're actually. Oh retired. God, I don't. Undertaker? No. Woo! With, oh, Ric Flair. Oh, Ric Flair. Ric Flair yeah. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, that that match, and just like you see him, just saying, "I'm sorry," before he fucking knocks him out or whatever. Like, 
I'm sorry. I love you. Oh, yeah, tears. God, that was heartbreaking. But like, just his career throughout. He just, screwed like, Brett. So. Yeah, he fucked over Brett. Unfortunately, <laughs> like, but you know, like no. I have to admit, like even watching like this deep dive interview with him, like and how like sorry he was to do that to him, and like you know how they made up at the end, like it just beautiful and to see where he is now it's just fucking mm, Shawn michaels one of my favorites um mm. and he has a great redemption story right because he really he does yeah. a complete ass hat when he was he younger was. and yeah. uh yeah. you know he is he has done his best uh from what i understand to make amends so yeah good for him and yeah, help like, young talent right like help yeah. young people coming into the industry that's huge yeah 100 percent. like like he went from being like this person that you just hated because he was so fucking arrogant to just like realizing the error of his ways and just kind of coming back around and just doing what he can to help and, and just, just as as a canadian i'm not that mad about the montreal school job just so we're clear <laughs> i've probably been past it more than bret hart has it really wasn't <laughs> that big of a deal <laughs> just so we're clear. fair enough but how do you feel about bill goldberg <laughs> oh i'm really mad at him <laughs> i'm so mad but yeah and like uh just because i'm going through the eras obviously that i grew up with because like i obviously missed a lot of the beginning to middle of the attitude era so i'm gonna focus on the end of the attitude era here and rob van dam fucking huge fan of rvd i love that man like huge fucking fan like i just watched everything he did like was that sorry that was me oh (laughs) threw me off getting voice messages that's why he's (laughs) popular um and then i'm gonna give one that's a newer one and uh that is uh the briscoe brothers Wow. I fucking love their in-ring skills and their Dirty South style promo jabs when they are like, uh, if if none of you have seen it, watch their fucking three-match feud with FTR. Holy fucking hell, that is some of the most amazing work I have ever seen in ring. And then their promos talking shit to FTR is just incredible. And like, I, like, that's, that's where I say, like, you know, I was falling in love with the ring of honor. I fell in love with new Japan, like before AEW came around, like, and I wish it was had more easy. I wish I had more easy access to it back then. Cause I would have been gobbling that shit up, but no Briscoe brothers as my number four, cause fuck, they are so good. And I want, I want to see more of them. Hey, never late, better late than never Scotty. Um, my four is pretty simple. I'll be honest. I, I float a little bit between Macho Man. I agree with you, Rob. I think Macho Man was iconic. His personality, his control in the ring, how he scheduled all his matches. He made his matches good. No matter who you were, he mm-hmm. made you look good. And I think there's a lot of iron, like, oh, there's a lot that goes down in wrestling history because of him. So, um, it was really hard for me to come up with four. So I may just say five. Uh, Macho Man, Hulk Hogan. And it's not going to be Bret Hart because as much as I love Bret Hart as a Canadian classic, and if I was doing a Canadian one, it'd be very different. He's kind of a bitch. And like, (laughs) Tim's Tim's highlighted it for me. Like, I was like, oh, he complains about Goldberg. I'm like, oh, Timmy also complained about the screw drop too. Like, he's just, you know, and he was like, I was like, oh my God, this is ridiculous. This man always brings it up. So he got removed. Um, The Rock, Stone Cold, and John Cena. We would not have wrestling as it is today if it wasn't for those last three macho man true. and hulk hogan carried the 80s um incredible talent incredible talent you know um but when we see what we have today and and it's interesting because i was never huge fans of the, of the three of them but i respected them and a little note about john cena i went to arenas where i watched people throw shit at him i watched mm-hmm. people scream growing men scream at him well i watched a little kid in a chair 
with all his stuff, like his t-shirts, everything else decked on it. And I turned to dudes and I'd be like, can you grow the fuck up? There's a child here. Like, seriously, like that kid came to see John Cena. He doesn't need to hear you screaming as a fucking 40 year old man. What a loser he is. Like, honestly, it's wrestling. And I think what John Cena has done for make a wish and children is out of this world. Like whether he's the best wrestler in the world, you know what? He's not. But he's he's really given back and constantly worked, even as a champion. He wasn't a part-time champion. He never was. And I give him credit for that. Um, so I think he deserves to be up there, too. 100%. Also, just a quick shout-out to, to Diamond Dallas Page, just for what he has done yes, for other wrestlers. Oh, fuck. And, like, other shit he did, too, man. He had some great fucking matches. Oh, he well, yeah, he was an he amazing was talent. Dude. But then, like, just the fact that even after his career was over, he is, like, bringing in these wrestlers that are struggling from drugs and addiction and just helping them. And it's just, like, that's just an amazing story. Yeah, yeah. It's a dark it's a dark industry, too, yeah. right? We should, if you guys are interested in doing follow-up episodes to this at some point, we should talk about addiction. We should talk about Chris Benoit. Yeah. A lot of people don't want to talk about Chris Benoit. I think this group could um and how he should be remembered right it's a it's a really mm-hmm. delicate subject rob will try to do his best to not make <laughs> jokes throughout it no oh no i won't i will make jokes i just know that now uh, <laughs> if you don't want jokes schedule it without me. Uh, i'm surprised that we all went through a mount rushmore and not no no one had bret hart on theirs yeah i find that interesting yeah i would have as a, if a canadian one i would have put him because he's yeah. a canadian icon but as a Canadian, I, so is Chris Jer- Jericho. Like Chris Jericho yeah. has probably done more for Canada. Mm-hmm. Um, con- never changes that he's from Winnipeg, Manitoba. And most people don't want to admit that they're from Winnipeg, <laughs> Manitoba. Like, let's be real talk here, right? Like, it's different saying you're from Toronto, Ontario. Um, but I, I, I do respect Bret Hart, but his whining, like that Tim has showed me, has really like brought him down in my books. As much as I. I love him. Much respect for everything he did. The whining is a little annoying. Yeah. The other one that I really thought about putting on my list and didn't, um, but was so, so close was the Road Warriors. Oh, yeah. L-O-D. Incredible. Amazing. Great tag team. Made tag teams what they are today, really. Them and the Rockers. They were like the first ones I remember having like a true style gimmick. What a rush. Yeah. awesome times right yeah. well uh, you know sorry, they were over ahead. wherever they went i mean that's why they called yeah. the road yeah. warrior pop i mean they were you know they were huge they were huge um it's a shame that addiction too there i think yes yeah, so yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's, a, yeah. it's a life of wrestlers man right it's really hard so um we'll keep this you know however you want to say things that you want to see moving forward um i guess tim what do you want to see in wrestling moving forward oh okay um First and foremost, I want stronger feuds. Stronger feuds is what made me a wrestling fan. And I think what made all of us a wrestling fan. Every now and then we see really good feuds. I mean, MJF versus Punk, we brought that up and that was amazing. But I want more of that. Like, I want more like Sting versus the NWO, Hogan versus Savage, Stone Cold versus Rock. I want more good feuds and we really haven't seen many like we've seen decent feuds but nothing amazing besides mjf versus punk so that's the first thing i want to see going forward uh the next thing i want to see going forward is something we've brought up uh a a couple of times during this podcast which is lesser injuries and i know injuries injuries happen it sucks that they happen but I, i think you can prevent them easily by 
stop. Stop going insane. Stop trying to one-up each other all the time. As I said before, leave it for the pay-per-views. You don't have to do it every single week. People are still going to enjoy matches mm-hmm. on Dynamite, on Raw, on SmackDown, on Rampage, whatever. If they're if they're still there, they're still going to enjoy them if they're not as crazy. And I think most people can understand why. Uh, <laughs> the next point I have, my final point, and this is... Just, I, I couldn't think of anything else. This is something stupid for me, but I want more MJF. The guy <laughs> I mean, is fucking gold. <laughs> I mean, I can't argue with that at all. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the um, guy uh, currently is my favorite wrestler at the moment. Uh, I think probably most people's favorite wrestler at the moment, but the guy is just fucking gold. He's perfect to me. And uh, when he wins tomorrow, I'm going to be <laughs> fucking cheering my ass off. Oh, I'm going to be man. screaming Let's like hope. a little he fucking should win. girl. He will yeah. win. He will. Uh, it's it's funny. The thing about AEW is they, unlike WWE, they're not predictable. Yeah. So what's the chances of something happening and him not winning? But Th- he's in home territory. AEW always is. lets people in home territory win. They're yeah, not like, able- Drew McIntyre goes to fucking England or wherever they were in the Commonwealth where he should have won. And they were like, oh no, just kidding. Yeah, because I'll say like- I'm kind of glad he didn't. <laughs> Fair, I understand that, but it makes sense for the hometown crowd. Yeah, it does. Yeah, I right? get it. I get it. Yeah, but Tim and I time, were having like- this conversation last night and we're just like, yep, yeah, that's one thing we love about AEW is like, you think you know where they're going. 75 to 80% of the time, you're right. But Tony Khan has no idea. He's done a lot of blow. He doesn't. <laughs> yeah. I was going to say, he's just kind of like doing his own thing, like half the time. Hell, I think he just goes, you wrestlers figure out who you want to win. I'm going to just sit back because I just don't have control over you anymore. Oh, I disagree. <laughs> I think he is taking control back. I know. And that has a lot to do with Rob's boy there, but yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's all right, those are my three points. That's, That's it, Rob. That's good, yep. Rob. Um, so I guess uh, what I would like to see going forward is, uh, first of all, hashtag justice for punk. Um, <laughs> and what would that look like, Rob? I'm just curious. Well, he's he's got to be able to. He needs to come back and be placed back in that locker room leader role that he deserves. Okay. Um, you know. And why does he deserve it, Rob? <laughs> because he's a leader. He's a he's a born leader, and a, he's you a know. born leader. Yeah, you know, he's he's respectful of everybody at all times. <laughs> <He's respectful. And laughs> I, I really like you're respectful of me. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay. okay. I, I really believe that uh, that <laughs> okay. we need justice for punk. And then um, you mispronounced cancer. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, you know, I I agree a hundred percent with Tim MJF. I, I had that written down too. <laughs> just, yes. I mean, he's just that is the future of AEW um, yeah. right there. And I don't know exactly what that looks like, um, but he is, I think, right now, without a doubt, poised to be the future of this company. Um, you know, there there was a lot of talk about you know the four p- pillars of AEW when the company started, and I think for the most part, a lot of those uh, those other three guys have kind of fizzled out. But MJF is red hot right now. They they'll be insane if they don't put that belt on him tomorrow night and run with it. He needs a long run uh, yep. and uh, just let him do what he's going to do, and and you'll find you'll find plenty of fortune. Um, 
And honestly, the only other thing that I really hope going forward is that we continue to see two strong companies. Uh, I do. I'm seeing a lot of uh, a lot more chatter online that maybe the sort of honeymoon period is over for fans with NAEW. Mm -hmm. A lot of people are starting to complain. It doesn't help that there's been all the drama and everything. And honestly, it hasn't been a strong year for them, in my opinion. Um, Agreed. Storytelling wise and and booking wise. Um, See, this is where I disagree with you guys completely, but that's okay. Wrestling subjective. Well, I think it's I, I. I don't know that it's been a down year for them so much as they were coming off one of their strongest years in that respect. And so maybe it just does, it feels underwhelming because everything, you know, it it all out this year, I was not nearly as excited about things Mm. as I was at all out the previous year, um, which in my opinion is one of the best pay-per-views ever. And you went to both, right? So you were in the audience for both. Yeah, yeah. You noticed the reaction was different? In live, uh, like, did you notice that? Or yeah, I, I didn't. It wasn't. Um, it wasn't sustained throughout the night. Now, I have never been part of a crowd that was as crazy for the acclaimed that uh, as that awesome. one was that night. I mean, people were losing their minds over the acclaimed. But for the most part, it didn't seem like it was a sustained reaction throughout the night, like it was the year previous. Um, but I, I, but anyway, I, I start I, the momentum maybe is starting to come off of AEW a little bit. And I don't want to see them backslide and we get a WCW situation where everything just goes straight to hell. Mm-hmm. Um, and we're back to just having one company. We need two strong companies to continue to make this this worth watching. Valid point. Yeah, I, I think part of it is they just need to balance the egos that are in that company. Right. Well, they also and, need to not give too much control. There needs and, to be a fine balance, right? You balance the egos by putting guys like Punk in charge. <sighs> Absolutely, because he has no ego. That's no. the one thing that's great about CM Punk. He's just really humble. He's selfless. All, all he wants is his muffins from Mindy's Bakery, and we're good. That's it. That's it. That's the fact it. that he went on about that for so long. And it's I'm funny because like, I had no idea that he lives a straight edge lifestyle. No idea. He's never mentioned it once in his 25 years of wrestling. <laughs> right, Rob? Yeah, he keeps all that to, he keeps it very, very, he keeps it private. It's, it's all, you know, kept close. Yeah. Right. Did you have anything else you wanted to add, Rob? No, that's it. All right, Scotty, too hotty. All right, so yeah, going forward, like like Robert said, I had, I want to see this competition between WWE and AEW continue to exist side by side to innovate each other, to challenge each other, to just make each other better. Look at what the both companies need. Look at what the other one is doing, and just kind of compete and just like do what they can to stay relevant. Uh, relevant. Um, another point is even in AEW or even in WWE, they do have a very strong, uh, strong roster for this, but the women's division needs to be focused on more. Like, mm-hmm. I feel like there are some amazing talents in both companies and WWE is kind of going the route more of what I want to see where they're finally giving a little bit more attention to lesser known wrestlers and bringing them up in the female wrestling industry. I forget her name right now, but uh, she was just in the, like, not this last pay-per-view, but the one before that. Start with an L, I think, but she was in the Chucky TV series. I don't uh, know. Um, I haven't watched enough. I, I think Liv Morgan was Liv Morgan, Liv Morgan, yes. Morgan. Liv Morgan, sorry. Okay, yes. Because yeah, I, I had never even heard of her, and then all of a sudden she, like, came out of nowhere, like, to me. Because, like I say, I don't watch WWE. Oh, yeah, that's true. If you don't watch it, you wouldn't have heard of her, for sure. And so, like, hearing her just all of a sudden becoming, like coming up to that like level at the pay-per-view matches and stuff like that. Like that's what I want to see more of like, and you know, WWE is going that route. I want to see AEW do that and just kind of strengthen what they have. Cause they have some really strong female wrestlers. 
Mm-hmm. They they have really good talent there, and they have some really good homegrown talent there, and they need to work on that because yeah, Britt Baker is fucking top notch. Jamie Hader top notch. Soraya, well, I guess we'll see tomorrow, but you know she was oh well, Paige top is, notch. yeah, she I'm sure was, she'll be good, right? Yeah, yeah, like she was amazing back in the day, and so like yeah, I want to see that. I want to see that improve in both companies, and other than that, like I just want there to be kind of like. For, so I guess I guess for more like AEW, less backstage drama. Focus yep. on just like focus on what you have. Get your egos in check. Go yep. forward. Get rid of the elite. Yep. I mean, <laughs> that's obviously the problem. Mm-hmm. Kenny I Omega. Mean, I do have to back. say the, the 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 elite Kenny Omega aside. Like I won't say anything about Kenny Omega, but Young Bucks. They do have a bit of an ego. <laughs> I I think that's more of an act. Though. I think I don't think that's be. who like, they are. Once again, um, that's where I was saying like they right. do. AEW does bring KFab to life a lot more than yeah. WWE does, so it's hard to tell. Like I don't but. really know people's personality in AEW. I'll be honest. Like besides like people that don't have a personality and they try to fake one when they're out there, and you're like, you're probably not like that because you probably don't have a personality at right. all. But if you're like a really good heel, I like I don't know. I have I I have a hard time. Like I don't like how much of that is true, how much of that is false. Right, kind of like you know, like where MJF, it's like okay, yeah. I'm, I'm having a hard time like realizing who's the real person here. Right, right. I'm not um, sure he knows. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Props to him, by the way. That's a huge commitment to maintain that kind of personality which, and rip up kids' pictures when which, they draw shit for you. At, yeah, I was just at, gonna at say like pawns. that so was good. Like, that was my friend, actually. His daughter, that picture that he fucking right? ruined, that was my best, one of my good friend's daughters. She drew that, hand drew that, and took it to him to sign, and he fucking just <laughs> all over it. Right? She loved every second of it. Yes. <laughs> yeah, you, you've got to be real careful when you purchase a meet and greet when you're taking your kid to see yeah. MJF. You've got to yeah. know what's yeah. coming. Or any of you, you for that matter, right? Have you guys seen MJF's cameo? You no. know, cameo where you can no. get oh, yes. celebrities. Yes. So M- MJF charges here in Australia about $700 for a 30 second clip. And he's. <laughs> his intro video is you're probably asking yourself why i'm charging so much it's simple i don't like you <laughs> that's it i mean i would pay that's money smart. to have him insult me right right yeah. right that's pretty good that's um amazing. did you want to add anything else scotty nope that was pretty much it for me so i think we've all echoed it here's the thing we have a chance right now to go back to what wrestling was in the late 90s tim brought it up right at the beginning we have a chance Impact couldn't do it. Ring of Honor couldn't do it. New Japan is too far removed. People can't get access to it. AEW been given the fucking gauntlet. Here's your chance to Mm -hmm. actually come and be a viable option for wrestling fans. And WWE, now that Vince is removed and props to Vince, I agree with Rob for everything he said about what Vince has done. It is a new era and we need to get rid of uh, what I want to see. Please stop putting old wrestlers in fucking matches that shouldn't be wrestling. Mm -hmm. Please stop making me watch these gentlemen do it. Somebody come in and tell them it's not a fucking good idea. We don't see Trish Stratus come in to do this shit. You know why? Because she's fucking smart. She's running a yoga studio in Toronto, making tons of fucking dough. That's what she's doing with her like two fucking kids. So I'm tired of seeing that. Let's change that shit because it's sad and it's depressing and it's scary. Um, Except let's Sting because ha- Sting's amazing. Yo, Sting, Sting can pull it off though. Like, yeah. The difference with Sting yeah. 
is that he can pull it off. Someone like we're no, we know who I'm talking about without <laughs> saying the actual person. Yeah. There's a certain individual who keeps coming back, even with Jeff Jarrett, as much as I actually do like Jeff Jarrett, I agree with you, Tim. I like Jeff Jarrett. I've liked him through the, when he was with road dog and he sold road dog song and he went to WCW. Like I like <laughs> Jeff Jarrett. I liked him in impact as well. I think he's a fucking excellent heel. Um, but I'm mm-hmm. careful when I see old guys like this in the ring. Their role has to be to mentor. Chris Jericho does this like a fucking boss. Mm. He puts people yeah. over every single time. Like when he came down to the ring, when Daniel Garcia was like shaking hands with Daniel Bryan, he was like, what are you doing? What are you like? He fucking nails it every single time, any day of the week. And that's what yeah. that rule needs to be. Yeah, like yeah. if you're a mature wrestler coming back, he has the ring of honor title on him to give power to it. Not because he's like, Oh, give me a title. It's like, no, I want to make this mean something. So yeah. I'll make it mean something. So I agree. I want to see uh, AEW not run the role of WCW. I want to see them be better. I want to see them thrive and i want to see wwe get better and i agree with you tim i think that in two years we're going to see much better and wouldn't it be nice like wouldn't it be nice to be like oh it's monday night i really want to watch raw oh it's wednesday night i really want to watch dynamite or it's friday night i really want to watch rampage and want to watch 10 hours so no one ever right now though i enjoyed the episode of rampage we sat through yeah i enjoyed it quite a bit it was a very good episode but i respect what you're saying rob that the booking isn't as strong as it could be and let's make that better you're never going to lose every wrestling fan i've been a wrestling fan for fucking a billion years and tons of dudes i've hung out with and watched wrestling with none of them are ever happy you can show a match that is like the best match in the world someone's going to have a fucking problem with it that's fine but you need to make it entertaining. Uh So let's make it entertaining and let's make real two companies that are strong. And I'm happy if they do ring of honor, but I agree. I think you guys have given me more insight tonight. I do think it should be a separate show. And I'd love to see impact do something, but I think that one's going to fucking be buried real soon. And that's a shame because there's been some good people in impact, but I don't think they can keep up. Like, I don't even know how they keep the lights on. I'll be honest. Yeah. You know what I mean? And also, are they still let's give doing a... the show on Twitch? They are. Well, there's. I don't know if they're doing it on Twitch. I know they have mm-hmm. it here on Fight Network. I don't subscribe to it okay. because it's so expensive. Um, it's two hours, I think, on Tuesday or Thursday. Okay. So I don't know. Maybe they do something on Twitch. They you, you used to be able to watch it on Twitch. Okay. Wow. And I want to also give like a quick shout out to like just kind of thank AEW for bringing New Japan Wrestling to an American audience with their forbidden door pay-per-view. And I hope they continue to do that because there is a lot of great talent that comes from there. And it's just unfortunately underseen because it's not WWE or it's well, and we don't have access. Right. And, you know, and that's the power that WWE has done. It's almost set a curtain. Like we're the best. No one else is better. You're going to like us no matter what. And now AEW is allowing exposure to other things, but hopefully we have a second night stand. Maybe this went better than planned. I, and yeah, I love this. We have this another night because I'm I'm never going to go on Tim's show <laughs> ever. We'll like see. he's I'm, asked I'm me never. So <laughs> I'm not big on sp- uh, second dates. So <laughs> we'll I know you've told me, Rob. Rob, much, Rob. But if we had a one night stand, Rob would never call me the next Rob, day. He made I'm it very drunk. clear. Rob, I'm drunk and I'm ready to bang. So are you ready for a second? <laughs> <laughs> Rob's like, mm. 
but I, I very much want to thank our two very special guests that we had here tonight. As much as we may tease them, as much as Tim refers to me as that bitch and refuse to say my name on his show and goes on how he only likes Scott um, and I how he's too. asked me to be on the show, but I refuse to be on there. I know it's actually because <laughs> Tim has an undying love for me and that's why. So it's okay, Tim, I understand. And I love you too. So, but I would like to thank both of them for being here, but why don't you guys pimp your stuff? Because you're, you're fucking bosses. So Tim, you go first. Oh, thank you so much. I, I always love you. No matter how much shit I give you. It's funny, this pay-per-view, this, sorry, this pay-per-view, this, this podcast was a lot more clean than I expected. Because <laughs> uh, <laughs> we talk smack in the chat because I turn it up. Yeah. I'm not, that's not actually how I feel. Who I am. <laughs> if, if anyone saw our chat, I think we'd all be canceled. Yeah, we would be. Yeah. Should I say to Rob and the stuff that Rob says back to me alone? Like, <laughs> but uh, thank you guys. Thank you so much for having me on, having me on this one night stand. Um, you can check me out at Horror for Dummies. Uh, I do a another show called Wrestling for Dummies, which is on the same feed there, which is me just spilling my guts about wrestling. So if you like this, check out that. One day, maybe I'll have, I don't know, Scott and Rob on. <laughs> you know, Tim, this didn't take much to organize. Remember how you said that the time zones didn't work and I did it in one shot? Remember? Do you remember, yeah, Tim? You, you have to cater for one person. It's going to be easier now with Daniel's with Daniel gone. Not- fuck Daniel. No one cares. Ah! Yeah. yeah. Fuck Luffy. <laughs> yeah. Fuck that guy. <laughs> fuck that. Fuck that mushroom. <laughs> <laughs> but yes they, there's where you can find me and thank you guys always for having me on oh, such a pleasure tim you're one of my favorite podcasters besides rob because rob's here um one of my favorite people i just love you tim <laughs> but tim's shows are the best like horror for dummies if you're not a fucking patreon sign up man it is like Tim is the hardest working podcaster, honestly. 31 days of horror. This motherfucker recorded 31 different podcast commentaries on different films, which is pretty impressive, especially because he's still tired. Like, I don't know how you did it, Tim. Honestly, like, I don't know how you do it, honestly. And like, a shout out to your wife who takes care of your kids, like, because you're, she's doing that while you're doing that shit. So, um, and the other lovely gentleman we have here is Rob Humphreys, who um, knows a lot, is a very intelligent individual, and it was really nice to have him on here tonight. So, Rob, do you want to pimp your stuff as well? Yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't know why Tim got to go first. Um, <laughs> oh, because he treats me like a person, Rob. That's why. <laughs> Um, yeah, uh, first of all, thanks for having me on. I, uh, appreciate the invite. Um, big fan of, uh, Tim's show, uh, horror for dummies. And, uh, so it was nice to hang out with him. Um, <laughs> also a big fan of Friday nightmares. I do. I do really love listening to you guys. Um, uh, my favorite thing to do is to comment in our chat while I'm listening along, just to point out all the things that you get wrong. <laughs> Uh, that's, Can we that's mention that you listen to my other podcast and tell me uh, how no. I'm wrong there too? Yeah, yeah. We, I, I let you know when you're wrong there. You let me know all the time, like yeah. that it's my fault that you watch movies. You made those poor people watch Winchester, dude. It was. <laughs> I told you why I did that. <laughs> <laughs> um but you can uh, i do have two shows you can listen to you can catch me on slasher radio or um over on this horror life both of them uh, can be found 
wherever podcasts are found. And they're awesome shows. Rob is very, very knowledgeable. He's being very humble right now, but he is a great podcaster. I don't, I don't function well with compliments. I know. (laughs) I know. Can I, can I just quickly, I just want to apologize to Rob. Rob, I'm sorry, man. I've, I've been sleeping on Slasher Radio for the longest time, but this Mm -hmm. week I've, I've done a little deep, uh, deep dive on Mm Slasher Radio and I'm fucking loving that show, man. I'm really digging it. That one tends to get a little. Not more than Friday Nightmares though, right, Tim? (laughs) <laughs> friday nightmares i'm up to date and same with this horror life i'm up to date but slasher radio i i it's just a podcast that i keep reminding myself i've got to listen to but it, i keep forgetting and then this week i've just i've listened to one episode i'm like i'm kind of hooked this is great yeah. Yeah, thank you um it's a, it's a fun time it is your, your interview with art the clown was fucking amazing even though you yeah. weren't there half the time but... i was there for <laughs> half of it <laughs> where was he where were you i fell asleep Seriously? Yeah. No, 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 no. We were supposed to interview him at 3 p.m. and I fell asleep and I woke up and it was 3.15. Oh. So I joined okay. halfway through the interview. But nice. Nice. There were two other hosts on the show. so they Yeah, they're happen. fine. They carried yeah. it. It's yeah, they fine. basically just talked shit about me while I wasn't there anyway. Aww. And then David Howard Thornton told me to sit in a corner because I liked Halloween ends. So. It's okay. No, we don't bring that up on this show, Tim. It's oh, okay. That's right. I forgot. I forgot. It's okay, Tim. This is don't a safe make space. Tim upset. It's a safe space, Tim. I mean, it's easy to pay. It's easy to make fun of Rob. The man wears Crocs. Oh, I do right, love. Right. I do love my Crocs. I can't wait to get to the beach. Yeah. <laughs> Big move for you coming up, huh? Mm-hmm. It's exciting times. Uh, well, as you know, uh, Scotty and I are proud to be part of the Legion Podcast Network. Uh, we are part of Underneath the Kill the Cast feed. Uh, this is our one night stand wrestling show, but I don't know. Who knows? Maybe we'll do this more. I would like to. I thought this was a lot yeah, of fun. Hopefully, Tim and Rob come back. Um, maybe we'll invite Don and Ellie. You know, yeah. maybe Don would be interested. Yeah, right? let's bring Don into the fold. We're all we about our, we could. We could start our own wrestling horror community. Oh, fuck we yeah, sure, we could. We sure could, right? We could compete I'd... with that Wrestling for Dummies podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Who are they? People are like, God, this one Aussie guy sounds the same on podcast. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, we are proud members, as I said, of the Legion Podcast Network. If you would like to be a Patreon and sign up for all their bonus stuff, like, I don't know, codes and special episodes, Scotty has one question for you. What are you waiting for? <laughs> what are you waiting for? <laughs> and what are you waiting for? Sign up for please listen to Horror for Dummies and Slasher Radio and this horror life today. Thank you for listening. I hope you had a great time. And we'll be back next time with, I don't know, some fucking random horror movies that these two will watch and then complain to us later on their shows, how they didn't like them or in the chat, how like (laughs) I'm too woke and Scott likes everything and Tim's number one don't, what is it? Speak no evil is now in his bottom 10 because he didn't like it. You can listen more about that. We can discuss that on another podcast. I'll I'll (laughs) debate that movie with you. Oh, no, I, I think you have a valid point for thinking what you think, Tim. I know what you're talking about. But anyway, you need to listen to Horror for Dummies to hear more. So <laughs> thank you, gentlemen, and good night. Good night.